listening to the Gamecaster. Gamecaster. Gamecasters. Natalie, Jeff, and Ryan are the Gamecasters, and they do a board game show, inboxes, and nooks, and games, and top five lists, and sometimes there's fart jokes. Well, hello there, you cute little gamers, and welcome back to the most wholesome, family-friendly show the internet has ever fucking seen. I'm your host, Ryan the Raging Rim Job Machine, and with me is Natalie what the Nasty Naked Necrophiliac and Jeff the Mad Board Gamer. Hey! <laughs> We've got a very respectably clean and moral show lined up for you today, laced with illicitly manufactured fentanyl and other completely harmless synthetic opioids. You'll just be jittering with excitement and maybe a bit of mouth foam after you listen to the show that's now just 10 away from the second most historic episodic achievement a board gaming podcast can attain. Number one being 69, of course. And boy, do we have absolutely nothing planned for that. What you can expect, however, is that we will take it as seriously as we take everything else we do, insert fart noise. And so it's definitely an event you'll want <laughs> to share with everyone. Have a listening party. Invite your in-laws, grandparents, the local church, impressionable children, really anyone who will be uplifted or educated or healthily poisoned by what we have to say. So, you guys. Yeah. I'm pissed at Natalie. Good. I've been waiting for this moment. You guys are too fucking cute all the time. Every time I come in, oh, babe, babe, hey, babe, do you have this? How are you feeling, babe? We just love each other so much, so let's hear it. Don't worry. There's plenty of I want to hear the beginning of the downfall. Yeah, this is the beginning. You don't well, see usually, all our moodiness. So, well, usually it's, it's, not this, it's not directed this way. You know, plenty of times Natalie's angry with me. It's not often right, where I'm right, angry yeah, yeah, I know. Natalie. Yeah. Right? Usually I'm, yes, dear. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Sorry, honey. But this time, I'm angry. We don't often have issues in our relationship, as Jeff just pointed out, babe. But when we do, they're always in dreams. And this one is no different. The other night I woke up fucking angry with Natalie because of a dream that was like all too real. Has that ever happened to you where you've like, you've had like this really realistic dream that someone you know or love was in it and they did something bad. And then you wake up and you're just mad at them even though they did nothing wrong. Yes, it happens yep. to Devin a lot. She'll wake up and be like, so you broke up with me in my dream. Yeah. Something like that. I'm like... Yeah. Sorry, like, I, did, I didn't go. Yeah, because it's funny, your brain did that to yeah. you, right? <laughs> Devin is the one that made you break right. up with her in her dream. But you're cast as the main villain, in a, you know, as your loved one. So anyway, that pisses you. Does that piss you off? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so that happens a lot. Well, it happened to me the other night, and I still don't really quite forgive her. <laughs> okay. All right. Here's the setting. I'm at a party. <laughs> you're laying in bed. Oh wait, no, sorry. That's the actual setting. <laughs> that's yeah. That's right. what's actually bad. I'm at a party. Natalie isn't even there initially. It's like a wedding reception, but it wasn't a wedding reception in my brain. But that's the type of party it is. Like it's like in a, yeah. in a hall, and there's like tons of these like circular tables with twelve chairs. People are just wandering around and dancing and having a good time. Sure. So for some reason, I decided to go outside. Only going outside is now the middle of the forest. Makes sense. Okay, absolutely. <laughs> and there's like fifty people standing out there, looking away from me at the sun or something like cultish like that. And one of them is Natalie. And I'm just like, hey, you want to go inside and find somewhere to kiss? <laughs> kiss. <laughs> and she's like, kiss? Yeah. You bl- okay. And she's right. like, okay, yeah, that sounds fun. <laughs> so we go, go back inside, but we're not in the, the hall anymore. But it's still in, the, in our brains, or my brain at least, it's still the same party. But now we're in this like hallway of an apartment building going to this room. It still makes sense. Yeah, okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. And we walk into the bedroom and there's a couple in bed. And they're in a sleeping bag that has Pennywise from It on it. Ugh. Oh, not in it. No, like like Pennywise so like is like big, like fat headed on the okay, on right. the sleeping bag. And they're in the space that you wanted to kiss. And they're yeah, they're in the you room. They're on the there. bed, and we're in their bedroom that's with the them. Kissing and that's room. where we wanted. Yeah. So, yeah. but that doesn't deter me at all. I'm just like, huh, okay, this seems good. Okay. Yeah, that's, <laughs> like you ready to kiss? Yeah. But before we do, Natalie spots the sleeping bag, and I start singing this weird song like, "We're gonna kiss right in the lips, and this creepy clown is gonna see all of it." 
And then, <laughs> and then the man sleeping sits up and starts to like take offense to me calling the clown on his sleeping bag creepy. He's like in his mid fifties, by the way. So anyway, <laughs> and I look this is at someone him. you don't re- you don't recognize this person. No, he's this just a, a random, random person. Yeah, he's just this random guy. Oh, so he's, they weren't kissing; they were sleeping in the. They were bag. sleeping. Okay. We walked sleeping into this. Room. It's like a darkened room, like yeah. someone's room, <laughs> just someone's room. Yep. But in my head, we're at this party. We're at the party, and so we walk in the room, and I see them sleeping there, and I'm like, "Oh, there's a sleeping bag with Pennywise." Yeah, and I'm okay. just like, "Let's kiss now." Yeah, it's time to kiss. And then, but, and we were about to. And Natalie was even fine with it until yeah. she spotted Pennywise. I sing the song. Yeah. The guy kind of like sits up, like, yep. "What the fuck, dude? Like, what? Why is he creepy? Basically." Mm-hmm. So again, he's in his like mid fifties. So anyway, I look at him and I'm like, "No, no, no, man! I was just being silly." It's funny though, isn't it, that all these kids want to be in. Indiana Jones, who like runs from huge boulders, falls in pits with snakes, and like deals with disgusting bugs. But all kids have to do to not be afraid of Pennywise is just be like, nah, I'm not going to go into that sewer with you. Yeah. And so he starts laughing. Like, oh, oh, yeah, good call. Oh, my God. And then Natalie starts laughing. And then there's like hundreds of people. The whole party's in the room with me. And they're laughing, carrying me around, slapping me a high five. Natalie kisses me with such like purpose and passion as if I had just cleaned the entire house while she was at her sister's. And then all of a sudden, we're walking out of the room. People are cheering. I'm feeling like a million dollars. I turn to Natalie, who's still laughing, wiping away tears from her eyes. And I'm like, I think that could be a joke I use in like a stand-up routine. What do you think? And she looks at me and just goes no no <laughs> and i instantly get pissed and then immediately wake up angry <laughs> why did you do that you his liar dream of being you liar i had dream this of being a stand-up com- comedian is crushed I, it was one of those dreams that seemed so real i mean i can still remember it vividly it so which much. does not happen it doesn't happen that often we're like, like i can still see the dream right now usually That's i yeah, wake up and the dream's gone after a few yeah. seconds yeah and i get like little snippets or something but i can remember it now uh, anyway, fuck what you say. I'm taking the Pennywise Indiana Jones joke on the road. Yeah. And that shit's going to last. I never Watch said that. Netflix Netflix by, show by Ryan James. <laughs> I got one, one joke. joke. I got one joke. It's eight seconds. That Natalie fucking hates. <laughs> Everybody will be laughing and Natalie's in the front row. Straight face. <laughs> you that made joke me was say dumb. That. That, boo. boo. Get new material. Boo. I heard that in the dream. Get boo. a new wife. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man. Why'd you do that to me? I didn't do it. It was cruel. You My did brain it. did it to you. So what? Okay, that you're right though. Most of that dream was standard dream fare. Yeah, I'm in this place that's not really this. But place. then Natalie disrespected you at the oh, end. Oh, she was but in she, front of hundreds of people laughing in a bedroom. So loudly and crying she kissed me <laughs> in the dream when she kissed me it was like oh my god i must have you that joke was so great oh. <laughs> you know and then afterwards she's like oh god you can't yeah. tell that to anybody else are you kidding me <laughs> <laughs> i just wanted to put my lips on your lips yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what's up with you guys Natalie, what do you got you got anything <laughs> come on Natalie, you got something what kind of dreams you've been having <laughs> uh, i don't really remember most of my dreams um uh, yeah, what's going on? Um, lots any good dreams busy lately? Things. Lexi's been in a Newsies play. We've she's playing softball. We've just been busy doing kids. Okay, stuff. wait a minute. You just said softball. Has, let's yeah, lead, lead I want to ask in, about the in. Newsies thing. Oh. Has she seen the movie? Like, yes. she's hundreds oh, yeah. of times. Okay, so she's, she's like knew all the songs it. already. It's like her favorite basically. thing. That was basically the who's reason it, she wanted Nathan, to be. Nathan, uh, who's the Christian Bale? Christian Bale is who the hell am I thinking? Of? Nathan Fillion. That's no, guy. Uh, he's a thing. I think I'm looking through something. Nathan, continue. Um. You want me to talk about softball? I do. Game? Yeah. Okay. I do. Well, Lexi is really good at softball. She's eight. She's eight. She's eight years old, second grade, and but she hates it. She hates <laughs> she it. She does not want to play <laughs> at all. But she's like but the best on the team. Yeah, she's like the best one on the team, and she was very excited for her last game because she got to pitch for the first time and 
that made her really excited so she was actually looking forward to it instead of being like oh i don't want to go to the game mm. anyways so this game she in the first inning she pitches and she, she does amazing incredible she, yeah like, she pitched a shutout no a no hit no a perfect inning whoa yeah. no walks yeah no walks and we were no very H- was it the perfect, perfect, perfect inning three strikeouts no so she okay, okay so here's what happened so she's in a, the league that she's in has is coach pitch Right. If the pitcher gets three balls, the pitcher sucks enough. The coach right. Has to the come coach in. comes yeah. in, yeah. and Most then they have five. Do. Yeah, they uh, also right. They have five. Yeah. So ninety nine point nine percent of every pitcher in this league, you know, they're they're just little girls, so they they don't really know what pitch. The coach, the coach is just like go up and throw they it over all, the plate. All, yeah. Just go up and throw yeah. it over the plate, and they always miss. They, they always mess say, up. Like, play but catch the ump, with the, the ump still has to call it if it's good or bad. He can't just be like, well, that was pretty good, so I'll give you a strike. He right. has to call it like it's like it is, right? Yeah. So, so that results in ninety nine point nine percent of their pitches being balls. And right. so then every time the coach comes in, and that's how most all the girls, including Lexi, hit the ball. They only usually hit off the coach. Right. But so so Lexi gets up there. Go ahead. Oh, I'm just reading. You, Natalie. Weren't you talking about Lexi? Okay, fine. I'll, I'll continue. So Lexi gets up there, Natalie's and she just she throws asleep. strike, 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 strike. Like she's just fucking throwing strikes like crazy. She and then there was, there was a couple. She threw a couple balls and got to three, like once or twice. But both times the coach came out, the girl already had two strikes on her. Which typically so then the coach struck her out. Yeah. So then yeah. the coach struck her out. Right. Yeah. But so typically that stat stealing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She comes and throws overhand. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but she. Um, so typically the girls don't swing ever at the at the kid. They never swing. The coaches are. It's you know just yeah. statistically don't swing. You know. So the girls don't swing. Lexi's just fucking throwing strikes. So they yeah, come so on. Now the girl only there. has two. She's already got two strikes on her. When the coach comes out, only one shot, and they struck out. And Lexi struck out Sucker. one of the girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That so was really cool. Yeah. Um, and also, in that same game, the team we were playing, it was, it was, uh, we were down six to three. Put some theater into this when you tell the story. Oh my God. Give it some, give it some gravitas. If you want to just tell it. No, no, no. I want to hear you do no, it, but I want you to emote. You do it. Two Fucking outs. emote for once in your goddamn life. <laughs> Bottom of the ninth, two outs. You yeah, can't exactly. Say that to me. <laughs> Lexi takes the bat. There we go. Hits her cleats. They were down <laughs> yeah, six to three. Like walks doing. up, stare down the pitcher. <laughs> Thump, thump hits the plate as her bat <laughs> strikes it. The crowd grows silent. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Not that theatrical. Do it. No, you do it. No, I want you. How about you be the complete opposite of theatrical and just say exactly what happened? Robotic. So, Robotically. <laughs> no, they were down six to three. <laughs> and and these games, when that happens, like there's not a lot of scoring. Even somebody scoring six is like a lot. Like the last couple games have ended in like ties that were right. like one, two, one, to two, two to two. One to one. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so we were down and we were like, well, we lost this game. And then did you say what the score was? I, the time? I yeah. said it like three times. Okay. Six, three. <laughs> and I then six, three. it was the last just told you. inning <laughs> just said, just and said. our team was up at bat. We had two outs mm-hmm. and the bases were loaded, loaded and Lexi went up to bat and she had two strikes Boom. and on her last chance, she hit the ball into the outfield, yep. which never happens coming like the the oldest kids on this team are in second grade, so yeah. like they don't really hit it very far. Right, when it's they the hit equivalent it. of like hitting it out of an entire stadium. Yeah, right. Exactly. Baseball. Yeah. Right. They hit it because. And so, f- what's funny is the girls in the outfield, they don't get action. They usually ever. aren't paying yeah. attention because nothing ever happens. Nothing ever happens. Yeah. So the ball finally comes and there's like, oh, 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 I'm <laughs> like, I gotta do yeah, something. Yeah, it's happening. So anyway, she hits it in the outfield. She runs the first base. Um, the the girls like are throwing it 
I don't know, the people in the outfield, like they're struggling to get it and they're throwing it into the infield and nobody's actually like really no playing or picking right. up the ball. And so basically, well, they're just long watching story all short, of our girls run around Lexi the bases. gets a grand slam. We get four runs and win the game by one yep. run because of Lexi. Yep. And it Way was like, go, the, Lexi. we were all going insane. I heard some guy screaming like from my house. Yeah. <laughs> there was somebody just screaming. Lexi told Ryan the other day that one of the girls on her team was like, your dad's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. Because he's he, always screaming. All he does is scream. Yeah, he's just screaming and cheering. I was like, oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and Yeah, that's true. Totally true. He's like, I'm okay with that. That's a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I take it as a compliment. But it was like really, really exciting. So especially for sweet. like a game with little girls like this, you know, it was it it was something that like you would never would have thought would ever yeah. have happened and something else about her softball did oh, it. yeah she did it was so great it was so cool they, so like i said she fucking hates it she yeah. hates she hates softball so much <laughs> but they do these cheers that we like they're like really funny cheers i don't know if you know any of like the old like softball cheers oh um, they still happen and and adult like softball do they? and like college oh, softball yeah. like the same kinds of cheers oh my yeah. gosh there's stuff so i wrote one for the show and oh i think we should God. chant i think we should chant this before recording every episode so okay. here it is here it is turn on the radio and listen to the news we're the only show that you all should choose i set the jokes up and jeff knocks them down but when natalie speaks we both bow down we gotta fuck them discuss them that's our custom game casters <laughs> i'm gonna do it like every job yeah. i need that, it written down okay yeah in my head just then <laughs> we're gonna win and you're gonna yep. lose yep when you're up you're up when, <laughs> when you're down, down you're down. down when you're messing with us you're upside down. down or they'll be like, they'll be like one, hey pitcher two. hey pitcher i really like your shoes i really like your shoes but my friend lexi it's gonna knock them off of you it's so what point funny. is that just taunting i know yeah. well i thought that too i'm like some of them are mean <laughs> they are guys yeah mean. they are yeah well they're, they're like the latest one that they've been singing Right. I, hey bitch, lose no. some weight. Why don't you lose <laughs> no. some weight? Yeah. Because, there, it fuck goes, you! You're it goes, only eight. Go you. lose some weight. <laughs> I hate you. You're ugly. You are ugly. <laughs> I can smell you from here. <laughs> the latest one, they're like, they're like, I'm pumped up. You're pumped up. Yeah, I'm fired yeah. up. You're fired up. Yeah, but every time it sounds like they're saying, I'm fucked up. You're fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> I'm fucked up. You're fucked up. Yeah, all that True. shit that we drank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's really it's really funny. Okay, so we're gonna do that chant before every show. Okay. I'm into that. Yeah, <laughs> Jeff, what do you got, man? What's going on? School year's winding down. That's all Woo! I can think about. Finally, we're getting there. That's exciting. It's just been a, a interesting, tough, everything sort of year. Well, yeah, because you're like back to normal, but not, not because the really. last couple of years were not normal. So now yeah. this is also so, not and there's normal still COVID it's existing not. throughout the year. Yeah, it's not normal. You know, you're in and out of masks, in and out of online schooling. You're working with students who are years behind where they should be, mm. um, and it's just because I'm thinking about my my ninth graders right now. Their last normal year of school was sixth grade. Yeah, right. Because wow. sixth right. grade was normal. Seventh grade they got so almost cut in all half. of middle school. Eighth grade they were online, and now all of a sudden they're in ninth grade. Into high school, and, and you like, can tell. Can you tell that they? Yeah, that they're very they're, behind. Yeah, because they're remote. Yeah, it's it's and. And all that does is just change my job a little bit, right? It's not like I'm just teaching over their head and like, well, catch up, right? Right you, now you we know, can't play games it, online but, anymore while uh, you're working. Yeah, yeah you actually got to work hard. <laughs> Jerks. <laughs> so I think everybody is excited to just kind of wind this year down and restart next year, hopefully with some more 
you know, things are getting back to normal, hopefully mm-hmm. a little more normal even, because we didn't really get to do like a lot of pep rallies. We didn't really get to do like big group things because we couldn't at the yeah. end of the year. So hopefully things change next year. So I'm excited. Devin is actually going back to work next week. Oh, shit. From maternity leave. That's right. Crazy. So she's going like to go back for weeks. like a couple weeks, which it will be fine. Um, it's also the nice few weeks at the end of the year. Her kids are really excited for her to come back. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's and cute. we just have to figure out how, because right now in the morning, I basically just have to get um, my oldest Jack go. ready and take him to my mom's. But now it's going to be the two of us getting ready and then having to get the two of them to a place, two of them to my mom. So it's like, we're going to have to figure that little juggle out in the morning. But we'll Right, because now out. she has a place to go too. Yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll figure it out. We're watching wow. um, We're watching The Flight Attendant on HBO. Okay. Natalie's oh, yep, finished that, that one. So, or is it not finished I didn't yet? watch the latest one. Yeah, it's not finished yet. No, okay. It comes out um, weekly. Yeah, gotcha. it's a weekly I one. See. But it... it if you like the first season, I think you'd like this yeah, one. It feels so very, too. very similar. It does feel similar. It's it's cool. It's also a, a great reason to watch um Kelly Cuoco. Yeah, Kelly Cuoco. Yep. And she's super so hot, I know. You yes. But you you know, you've seen her like Eight Simple Rules and Big yep. Bang Theory. Yep. She's a she's a good actress in really? the show. Is she really? I think she plays I would never this have thought of really her well. like that. Um That's good to hear. You know, she it's kind of this she's, kind of she's thrown alcoholic. into these sort of <laughs> Yeah, she's thrown into these crazy scenarios, but she's this kind of normal person, right? Yeah, she's not so just she, the like, hot one. Overreacts to things and uh, like doesn't really know what to exactly do and all. It's not like a cop show where this cop mm-hmm. knows exactly what. Like she kind of like goes off the rails, but she's also like this alcoholic struggling trying to like get sober. Right, and, and her I, life is turned upside down, and she's just kind of like <clears throat> struggling to deal with it. How many nude scenes yeah. are there, though? Would you say at least oh. a dozen an episode? Really? Nice, wouldn't it? No, yeah, no, there's not zero. Oh, shit. I don't know um, if you've ever But seen. I don't know. I'm watching it, I, and I believe her. <laughs> at least in the, in a the, dozen the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I believed him dozen. so I, I was like, yeah, yeah, why am I not it's watching like, this? It's like a 38-minute show. There's 12 <laughs> just, like, in like, each episode. <laughs> yeah, we're at episode six. There's, six. there's been 60. It's yeah. like a rule in decorum. You have to yeah. have 12 naked <laughs> yeah. episodes of Kaylee Cook. I believed you so. It's like when I believed you when you said you cleaned the toilet. Yeah, I've never. Come on, clean the toilet. Yeah. But I don't know if, and maybe I'm alone, but I believe her in the in this role yeah. as, okay. like, as she's acting, which is cool. Yeah, that's great. She's yeah. stepping out of maybe that just like, yeah, I'm the hot I get girl. to be the, the hot girl right. in the show. Right. So. She's like not like a ditzy girl. She's just like a, right. like a normal person. Jeff kind of mentioned she's just yeah. normal. She's like yeah. a normal person. Yeah. So I, I think it's good. So we're going to kind of burn through that. We finished Ozark. I'm glad that it came to an end. It was, oh, a, it was a decent uh, ending? I, I actually, I just started it this week. I think I've only seen two episodes so far. In a world I, where no one's happy with endings, how did you feel about this ending? It was fine. Okay. It, again, it's like, it's it's a moment of the entire show. You know, I, I think there's there's a couple big moments that either upset people or make people go like, whoa, during that yeah. season. The last part of the, the last season, I think there was a couple episodes that were like slow and I was like, let's How many let's episodes go. are there? Seven. So seven okay, in that so one. So I've watched two. And... Sure. But I, the entire story arc was good. Like I liked the whole thing. You know, it's one of those shows where th- they all would be dead. Like if this was the real world yeah. and they were oh, acting yeah. like that, they would all be dead. Absolutely. Right? But they're in the same thing with Handmaid's Tale, right? June yeah. would be dead. She yeah, would have been dead sure. in the first episode. Yeah, yeah it's kind but of like that's one of the most the far-fetched show, things right? about right. that but show. I feel like we're like, how is they like cut these people's tongues out and hang them on the wall for like nothing? And yeah. June gets to live all yeah. this time. Right. With one second later, that person just got killed for the exact same thing. For some reason, you don't. You're alive. But everyone hates you. TV. Everyone hates you. But you're alive. You can't kill the main character. That would be a terrible. That'd be Game of Thrones. So yeah, that's what we're kind of we're gonna cruise through that. We finished the. The basketball show, what's winning time? Oh, winning yeah. time. That was awesome. We, we have to go through. Yeah. We have to get through that. And we, I guess we're trying to find our next, our next. Well, hook listen show. to this. Did you watch the staircase on Netflix? Okay. 
Did we started watching the staircase? Do I want to watch the recreation of it? No. Okay. You don't? I've seen the staircase. I've listened to so. podcasts about it. Okay. I don't know if I'm Jeff. I'm saying I don't. Yeah, I don't do I think. Watch uh, the I don't think he, I don't think he does. Good. Okay. Do you know right. Who's in it? Um, no. Colin Firth is is the main guy, and dude, he sounds he's identical like to him. Like you'll hear him talk, and you're just like, oh my. That's not even what I was going to say. I was going to say um, Sansa. Yeah, Sansa Stark. Oh really? She's one of like the, <laughs> very, the homely. Okay. She's very homely. I didn't even like realize it was her. She's one of the homely daughters. The homely daughter. She is. But no, I I don't know if it's something I'd recommend to people who have seen the staircase documentary. Four or five? Is it four episodes? Four or five? We didn't watch. No, we haven't. We've only seen two. Every episode we watched, I feel like this is going on forever. But I also find it interesting. This is the same thing. The owl that everyone thinks. Right. This is that story. This is that story. So spoilers because they already haven't. Sorry, people. In I think they actually investigate it or they talk about it in the show. Oh, not because the, the they didn't in the one that you're watching. Yeah, the they didn't. One. They didn't put it in the documentary. Yeah, just it was like a snippet at the end of the documentary. Right. Yeah, and, that was and I, I read. I've read a lot about it. The reason the documentators, is that what they call, didn't put the owl theory in the documentary is because it was never presented as evidence in court. Right, and so they were like, we don't want to put stuff in there because yeah, then it's more one sided. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the the reason why it wasn't evidence in court is because it came up so late. Right. The, it was like it was like the day they before closing arguments or something. And it's yeah. like, how do you go? How do you bring up to supposedly 12 people of a jury and be like listen i think a actually, fucking owl, think an owl, owl did it though. <laughs> an owl did it you'd be like um okay but see that's what i was like at first too so okay if people don't know the staircase i'm just going to tell you the the, the premise because you're probably like what the hell are these guys talking about there's this guy and he's married to this woman and one day they're alone at their house and she is found by him at the bottom of their family house staircase i mean covered in blood like she is so bloody it was it was like someone just like I like like her like slashed her with, with a sword a hundred times. It's She's everywhere. Like however, it's all head wounds, but however, her skull isn't fractured. But there's still blood everywhere. She's got all these weird lacerations on her head. And so he calls 911 and is like, Oh my god, my wife is at the bottom. Of, like, I don't know what's going on. She's not breathing. Come rescue her or whatever. And then they come and you know, they're like, Okay, they this him, is yeah. a crime scene. <laughs> well, because like, you know, when you when you say this person fell down the stairs. You expect someone's yeah. broke, they'd break their neck. There's no blood. Yeah, you wouldn't think. Or maybe a very right. minimal amount. But this this scene is like bloody as fuck, right? So they arrest him because it's now a crime scene and he's the only one home with her. So they think, okay, he probably did it, right? Um and, and nobody still knows by by the way, right now. Right. Even right now, if he did it or not. It's one of those like making a murderer yeah. kind of things. Yeah. But so they kind of like peer into the, his life now and say, like, okay, did he do this? And so they, the documentary shows from his perspective and his side of things, mostly, yeah. you know, his life and his family, and they all seem extremely normal. There seems like there the really wasn't motives, but then yeah. there might have been with this other yeah. thing that like kind of came out in his private life. If he didn't do it, this poor fucking guy, right? Oh if he God. did it, okay, yeah. he, what the fuck? Yeah. But it all seems really weird. However, nothing really makes sense with them explaining how she died. Nothing makes sense. They can't find a murder weapon. It's weird that she's at the bottom of the staircase. There's only blood from the bottom of the staircase up to like the fifth stair. So if she fell down, why isn't there blood everywhere else? Um, and like I said, her skull's not fractured, but her head is fucked up. And there's these like triangular shaped like wounds on her head that they eventually determine is made by this like blow poke from a fireplace. Yeah. And like he like sm- like hit her with it and like shredded her head to- up. And that's how he, he kind of got, got yeah. like convicted or whatever. Um, but then what they didn't tell you really in the documentary and it's all these theories online is at the crime scene, they found these microscopic 
they weren't quite microscopic, but they were very, very small, feathers in her head and one in her hand, like, like attached to this little twig. And so that's weird. And so all these people have come to find out that they think what happened is she got entangled somehow with an owl. An owl, which is, and yeah. this has happened. Because they all were, these reported cases of owls. I believe they were, people. she was outside. Yeah, yeah they, they were outside out at the pool. They were out by the pool. They were outside and the then pool. she was like, I'm going to go to bed. And he was like, I'm going to stay out here for a while. And but when he went back in, eventually, yeah. she was, so he this, found her. This owl chased her inside. So there, the thought was run. like, yeah, yeah, somehow the owl got like in her hair and she's like like oh god oh god oh god like freaking out and yeah. she's grabbing the owl to pull it off of her and then that made these triangular things the owl's talons are what made these triangular cuts in her head yeah right which then she's like now she's losing blood because there's and she's a little drunk so she's kind of like stooping she around slips, and then falls yeah. slips and falls bleeds out you know and she's screaming his name but their property is so huge because he's like a famous writer or something yeah. and so he's at That's the other huge. end of the property in yeah, the pool and he can't hear it and they even tested that. Like they right. put like a tape recorder of someone screaming in the in the staircase and then went to where he said he was in the pool and you can't hear it. Mm-hmm. So that sounds incredibly outlandish and ridiculous though to learn at but, the very end. Yeah. But nothing else And to present that, that as an argument and to Well and you also find out that earlier in his life he also knew another woman who died oh, mysteriously at the bottom of the staircase. Right, so like the weird. And again, if that's if that is a coincidence, then this poor fucking guy yeah. is just like, oh my god, of course. Yeah, right. yeah you know? so there's that the documentary is great. Mm-hmm. It's so it's called the staircase. Good. It's that's called on, the staircase. That's on HBO. Yes. Is the staircase and on HBO? The staircase or show is on, on Netflix. Netflix. Maybe the staircase. Maybe, maybe the documentary. Or, or the documentary is on Netflix. I think. Yeah, the, the documentary is on Netflix. It's cool if you like show. True the show's on actors HBO Max. Is on HBO. HBO Max. Yeah, HBO for the show with the actors, and it's good. If you haven't seen the documentary, it's 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 a it's a good show because they you know the documentary is the real people. They're not actors right. or anything. Mm-hmm. This show has like Colin Firth in it and um, the chick that plays Sansa Stark and you know like people well, real actors. People. There's Tony a ton of people. Yeah, there's a bunch. Yeah, there's a lot of actors, and it's good. I don't think you need to watch it unless okay. you were like so excited about like if you really liked yeah. that story yeah um but we're enjoying it it's not too bad cool. um i thought we saw a movie yeah can i talk about this yeah Ooh. all right i do want to talk about this all right we saw a movie i've seen it twice now it's called everything everywhere all at once have you heard of that nope okay i had never heard of it. this either. might be the most insane movie i've ever seen in my entire life and i've seen meet the feebles <laughs> all right <laughs> i was talking about it on the discord and i'll reiterate a mini conversation i was having with plurpy Uh, to describe the movie. So here's what I said. I said there were moments where I was completely blown away. Moments where I was completely lost. Moments where I was in hysterics and surprise with the Cards Against Humanity level shock value. Moments where I was in deep existential crisis. Moments where I was like, oh my God, this is so fucking cool. Moments where I wanted to cry. And moments where I was like, oh, this is so wholesome and sweet. All in one movie. And then Plurpy says, it's almost like you felt everything all at once. Which is great. Great. He's, he's hilarious. Anyway, so I've never I've never seen a movie like this before, and I'm very certain I'll never see a movie like this again. So let me give you the quick, the quickest of quick rundowns it's insane. about what the hell this is about without spoiling anything. So the movie is centered around this Chinese family, a mom and dad and a daughter, and they own a laundromat that's really maybe not doing so well. They're being audited by the IRS. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is the auditor, which is really funny. <laughs> they live in this tiny apartment directly above it and are just living very meagerly and kind of struggling. Well, at some point we find out that there are an infinite number of multiverses or like alternate dimensions or alternate realities. And there's this like super powerful being who experiences them all at the same time and so can freely move between them and is currently looking for the mom of this family. 
This version of her infinite versions is apparently the special one who has the power to defeat this super powerful being and is now being called on to do so. And from there, chaos, amazement, horror, ridiculousness, sadness, <laughs> excitement, etc. ensues. The movie has to be seen, I think, to understood. And even then, you may not really understand it. It's one of those movies where I could see if someone doesn't like it, but I could never see someone walking out and saying something like, well, that was just derivative nonsense. Or like, that man, boring. that was boring. <laughs> yeah. Because this movie will have you wide-eyed, wide-eyed with your mouth open most of the entire time with the craziness of it. It's a movie I would definitely not recommend to anyone. I... I don't think if you're on a first date or something and you know nothing about each other that you should go see this movie because there's a chance he or she just bolts away halfway through and thinks you're a freak. <laughs> like I also said in the Discord, it's pretty similar to the Gamecasters. We know we're not for everyone, but to the right person, we can be the best podcast you've ever heard. And this movie is just like that. To the right person, I'm confident this has potential to be the greatest movie that's ever been created. I've seen it twice now, and I don't know that I'd go that far yet, but I think mostly because of how outrageous and unlike anything else I've ever seen it is. It's hard to contextualize the movie or like put it in a box with all the other movies I've seen because it's yeah. really incomparable. Agreed. Right? Nothing you've seen before can prepare you for what the movie is. It's just... Well, I won't say any more, but if any of what I'm saying is intriguing to you, go see it before it leaves the theaters. If you're open to new ideas, new ways of experiencing cinema, you might think there's nothing better than this. If you're expecting a Marvel movie, you're going to what the fuck yourself into a stupor and might judge the person who brought you to see it harshly. So I don't know exactly where I land on it yet, but I feel like all other movies I've seen, I would put in like one box and this has created like its own box and lives alone as both the best and worst of its type I've ever seen. It's cool. Uh, it's truly one of It's getting good like reviews too. It's yeah. not yeah. like it's just it's from in, you. Well, yeah, so yeah, the sure. dad in it is Data. Data from, from the, the Goonies. Goonies. And he sounds exactly the same as when he was a kid. Yeah, the second you hear his voice, that's what I said. I'm I, like, I was oh, watching that's it and Data. I was like, Dr. Jones. Data from the Goonies. Yeah. It sounds yeah. the same. Like, and then the daughter is the... the. I don't think he's... You haven't seen Maisel, right? Do you watch Maisel? I don't think he watches Maisel. I know Maisel. Yeah, I know. So have you seen the second season? No, the daughter. Well, the daughter. Yeah, the daughter she in the, the movie. Or I mean, like, is um is a is a pretty main yeah. character in She's marvelous like the Mrs. Chinese Maisel. Girl in right, uh, Maisel. This movie is with Joel. Yeah, Natalie, t give us a quick thought from you. I because I was very intrigued. There's people out there that I know that I could recommend this to, and they'd be like, "Oh my god." There's also people that I know that would be like, "No, nah, I hate you." No fucking yeah. way. <laughs> and then I was like, "What? What about Natalie though?" Natalie, Natalie kind of lives in both worlds. Uh oh. You know, she's like capable of like handling this kind she of like, like nerdy kind of stuff. You. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> that's how I. That's how I look at it. She's like kind of like, she's kind of a freak because she married me, but at the same time, she's also a normal. Yeah. <laughs> so, what do you think about this movie, Natalie? Well, I still don't really know. Like, I was. He asked me yesterday after the movie, and I was like, I was like, I don't. I can't pinpoint anything I didn't like about it, but I also can't pinpoint anything I liked about it. It was just like basically like it was an experience. Have you seen it twice? No. Okay. I saw it the first time by myself and then I was like, hey, you need to come see this with me. <laughs> like we got to see this together. I need it to know was, what you think. I mean, it was definitely entertaining nonstop the whole time. It was, there was a lot of things happening. <laughs> it was, I don't even know. Like you said, it's so different than anything I've ever seen it's hard to like. How do you say it's good? Because usually, when something's good, you're like comparing I mean it by, to other things. Yeah, you can't compare this to anything. What the but hell is also, this like? like? I also like don't know how to say it's good because like, I was, it's hard. Like it, it doesn't make sense. 
what I'm saying, I feel like, because like you should know if you enjoyed <laughs> yeah. something. Did you feel joy when you watch it? Right. And I'm like, I don't know. Yep. I was just kind of like, huh, what? what like you said like ah, that's funny what is happening what like huh you know it was just like and then it was over and you're just like okay all right <laughs> i felt like, the and I same don't feel way like, i wasn't like i didn't like time. that and i definitely wasn't like that but i wasn't like i loved that i was kind of like hmm. but did you run through the gamut of emotion that i ran through because yeah. there was every moment of the movie was a different experience for me there were like i wasn't just like huh like there was times I was like, "Oh my god," and then there was times I was like, "What is happening?" And then there was times I was like, "This is incredible!" Like this is like <laughs> it was like blowing my mind yeah. a couple times. Like, I don't what think my is this? Ha- like, what is as, happening? Like, swingy as yours, I think I was more <laughs> like <level>. confused. <laughs> oh, I wasn't really even? necessarily even? confused. Yeah, it's not necessarily hard to follow a storyline. It's just there's parts, dude. Like, I, I want get, you like, to see emotional, it so badly. Really. I mean, I laughed during a lot of parts. And it seems cool. I think I would like him, or at least enjoy like the experience. You like will. You, you. I think you will. I, it's just. It's again. Just crazy. It's not a movie that you would ever Don't be like. It I'm, being this like, needs to stop. I'm done with it. It's right. like you just want. You're like, what is happening until the end? And it, and it's like, and it's not. I know you, you don't want to give anything away. Say, like, you can't say anything. Slow parts just because then it. there's okay. like the one part where you're just like. Ah. But then the, the rest of it's like, <laughs> you know, and you're just like, oh I God, need what I need. Is I need I need someone to just like cut out all the things that Natalie just did. While Put them together. This. Yeah. The huh? What? Yeah. And I, I think also, just like I think she song. should start doing board game reviews in sounds. I'm with that. What'd you think of the core? I think that that was a very good it was synopsis of the Agreed. Ah, sometimes. Ah, other times <laughs> yeah other times what? that complete like if you know ah. you know that explains it yeah right <laughs> it's 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 a it's it's a movie again i can't recommend it to everyone but i also at the same time think every single person should at least see it if you came to me and you were like i don't know why you told me to see that that was the worst thing yeah, ever. i can see I people being like that was so stupid. i could see that but i also think you should you should probably see it at one point in your life because it's um fair again like i said it's like nothing else I've right. ever seen. And I'm pretty confident in saying it's probably, right. I will never see anything like it again. And it, it literally does have everything everywhere all at once. All at once. <laughs> it really it does. does. Wow. It does. Thanks to the name of the movie. Like, so that's that. You know what we also do on this show? We play board games. What? I yeah, so. we, do. Uh, we do. We do. Jeff, have you played any of those? Yep. Do you want to speak about one no. of them? No. Yes. Just in sounds. Yes. Huh? Oh, okay. So he's talking about, do oh. another one. Uh-huh. Okay, uh, this is going to be... I feel like Tim the Toolman Taylor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's Chimera Station. Is that right? Yeah. Is that Chimera yeah, Station? Chimera I knew Station. it. Oh, yeah. You ever heard of Chimera Station? No. You mean... Uh, talk about it. it was my game night pick a few weeks ago, and I wanted to play this. You have so, been excited about this for a long eternity. time. 2017. Eternity. But Eternity. When did this game come out? 17 or 19? No. Uh, nope. This is an older game. Older-ish and you know, relative speaking. TMG, course, I think, game. yeah. This is a TMG game. If you remember TMG... Poor TMG. Yeah, They're out of business. They don't now. exist anymore. I have I wrote some things down about TMG. Oh, okay. I need to understand how TMG fucked this up. <laughs> yeah, with the games <laughs> they if got. If you understand like if you worked at TMG or you know, I need to know how they messed this up. They have 18 games in the top 1000 on Board Game Geek. That's oh, good. Wow. Including That's games like Orleans, Homesteaders, Yokohama, At the Gates of Liang, Gugong, Belfort, Scoville, Gold West, to name a few. Yeah. It reminds me of Toys R Us. How do you mess that up? <laughs> like, what? You're out of business? You just sell toys. <laughs> and I guess none of those games are maybe like the evergreen 
game? I don't know. Orleon Maybe. gets a lot of love. But come on. And Yokohama's in the top. Yeah, people love that. 60, right? like, there might be 100, but like, still, like, two of those games are in the top 100 that that people, that's some of their favorite games. Orleon is 31. Right? Yeah, I was listening to the snobs. They both look like stuff? Yokohama's amazing. Yeah, that's right. And, and I don't what know. about Homesteaders? Home, I, I know Homesteaders is one of my favorites. That's one of Jeff's favorite games. And I don't know if, and they just like, they just came Belfort. out with Gugong. I think. Oh, really? Yeah, Belfort. Yeah, Belfort is. Yeah, that was one of my, my favorites. Gugong, they just came out with that cool big velvety box. Beautiful. So I don't know if they just tried to like pimp out their games too much. They've some, somehow mismanaged somewhere. Maybe they just mismanaged. Yeah, it's something screwed something up with that company. Right. So and then to the M. <laughs> most of those games are now gone, right? Are essentially out of print. Gugong. Some of them, <laughs> some of them have been bought by other companies, right? So Orleon is still being made. You can still buy a new copy of Orleon from Capstone. I don't know if any oh, of these Capstone other games. Is, Capstone sells. Yeah, them? and I think they've put either the fifth player expansion or something just directly in the base box to kind of switch things up. Very cool. Like them, switch but. It up. You know, these other games, they're just gone. Like, is anyone going to be able to buy Scoville anymore? Or yeah. Interesting. Gold West? Some I guess not until the licensing like, rights get transferred over. Yes, or they, they messed something up. But I have been wanting Chimera Station for a long time. Yep. Yeah. It, oh, I remember. It caught my attention, and I was <laughs> like, I'll get it eventually. I'll get it eventually. And then, boom, it went on. They, they just closed and shut their doors. Like Bill Knapps. You just show up. You just that show was up the, gra- the, was one of the greatest was locked, days of my right? life. I, was like, yeah. I can go play video games. You just all day. show up Sweet. and the door's locked, and you're like, you know, yep. okay. okay. Guess I can't so, work today. Thankfully, Miniature Market had a bunch of their TMG stuff, and I don't know if when companies go out of business, they're probably not allowed to just jack the prices up on things. Yeah. I'm assuming there's some sort of yeah, they still have to sell there. it by retail. So price. they they basically took their TMG games and they just went on super sale and they sold all their deluxe copies and all their TMG stuff in this TMG sale. So I bought a deluxe copy. Ooh. Deluxified. Well, you got to tell, tell us the difference between the two. So the deluxified copies of of all of these TMG games usually come with some sort of like metal coins or right. dual layered upgraded stuff or just somehow. upgraded components, right? They were, again, I don't want to, I'm probably going to misspeak, but they were one of the first ones to do these like deluxified Kickstarters okay. where you like, you had the bait, you had the regular game or you can buy the deluxified. And now I feel like they're everywhere. Um, yeah. Maybe they're not the first, but when I think of deluxified, I always think of, them sort of like coining that term in their interesting in their I kickstarters so go back and look because i have the homesteaders one that's like i mean totally they definitely were in we're on kickstarter early yeah yeah so they the, used kickstarter are you sure chimera station wasn't a kickstarter game? it was it absolutely oh, okay was. yep okay and they, then they had the regular and the deluxified gotcha. so you could get either one gotcha. and i just never backed it and i never picked it up because i always thought it would just be around and it wasn't so anyway <laughs> i got it so it was like borderline a like grail game for me almost that i just yeah. kind of wanted yeah um anyway so Chimera Station is, and if you've never seen it, it's got a cute little cover. It's got like aliens on the cover. They have like different body different parts. Different body parts, yeah. Um, it's a worker placement game. Players take the role of alien factions running, commanding some space station, right? Like if you that. care about the thing, right? I do. And I guess at some point, I don't know if you're in the same one or you're just trying to be the best station runner. <laughs> okay. Whatever. So like most worker placement game, players are taking turns placing alien workers to do stuff. So your workers, instead of being meeples, are these, these aliens that sort of snap together. What do you start with? Neat. You start with two or three aliens, okay. depending on um, depending on how many players you with have. Like random parts? No, they're just they're just empty. Oh, I see. They're just like okay. they're just generic they standard can't do anything, workers. How do you spell yeah. Chimera? C H I M E R A. I think. I bet if you are you looking up the cover? Yeah. I bet you've seen it somewhere. C H. That's not how I thought you would spell it. Okay. I know. It looks like Chimera. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think I've ever seen this. Oh, really? 
Man, it's been around. I feel like I just stared at it all. I went to REW and I would just stare at it all right. the time. I remember one time we were at GWD together and you were like, oh, they have come air station. I was like, I know. <laughs> just buy it. Yeah. And then I, then I did. Yeah. <laughs> then I did. Eventually. Flash forward. Took a while. Year. I'll buy so, anything for this. You get, a bunch of re- you get a bunch of resource. Just like any like any worker placement game you played, you take your worker, you put it out there, you get something. Right. Okay. Most of the actions um, are, are, you know, get resources. And then there's this one action that is build a new um, building, essentially, which again is nothing unique about it because now the worker spaces are just expanding now you have more places so i go to a space i pay a couple bucks i build a new spot that now anybody can go to right um think of every other game you've played yeah (laughs) now what makes this game this is all generic right until this point what makes this game unique is that you can customize your workers throughout the game so the little aliens that you have can be unsnapped and pieces can be snapped onto that worker to make it have different abilities or bonuses. So you literally, That's some cool. of the spaces That's you go cool. to, you buy pieces of a new worker and you click them onto your worker. Why has no one else done that? I have yeah, no that's idea. A really good idea. I know. I don't. I that's the first thing I was like. I need this. Like, yeah, this that looks cool. So cool. <laughs> yeah, that's because cool. everybody likes. And by everybody, I mean me. I like. <laughs> You're everybody. I like personal Everywhere. player powers. Oh, right. Right. That's the greatest like thing a ever. variation right. of personal player. Totally. My worker can be totally different. Pers- yeah, however you want. Yeah, but custom. see, I like that because it's different than just having a player power. You get to craft yes. your each one. And that's just, that worker was, right. that just drew me in. Right. I was like, CMW. yes. So there's like a couple different types. There's claws that basically allow you, because this is, a, this is, this is a worker placement to game. To get Inspector Gadget. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> These claws let you knock other people out mm. of spots. Which is kind of cool okay. because they you block spaces like yep. a standard worker placement. Um, there's tentacles that give you extra resources because they grab extra resources when you go <laughs> to the spot. There are leaves which feed themselves because you have to feed your workers, and then there are brains that give you extra points. Brains. So all these things are snapped on. Your your alien gets really tall or short, or you can spend uh, some of these pieces to get points or to get. Can other you things. rearrange them after you snap them together? Yep. Oh, yeah. Okay, so cool. then there's a, a spot that you go to, like a station that you go to, that you then can craft or build your your worker and um so the game begins you know with with sort of the the lame worker placement areas and then by the fifth round it's it has that feeling of like like what's going to happen and then people are building more spaces your workers are getting cooler eventually you're going to start getting more workers right everybody always wants to get those workers right away so you can get you can get up to two more and the faster you can get those so again the first round goes by and you're like well, I got nothing done and I'm 20, 25% of the way done, but it builds up. It has that cool buildup and you get a bunch of points for a whole bunch of stuff. There's like these perk cards that you get that give you points and five rounds and it's over. All right. That's quick. Yes. For all of my excitement, I was a little let down. Okay. I think I had too high of too expectations. Too high Well, if it's a grail game, that happened to me with Ginkopolis. I felt the same way. Yeah. So, and I've talked to a few people since, and I think they've changed my expectations a little bit. So, Chimera Station, a little bit of a letdown. I loved the idea of the customizable workers and being able to change them and what your workers could do. And I do think that that part of the game worked well. I think it's also could be a nightmare of a playtesting for you have 40 different buildings you have five different types of aliens that you can attach to to make them do different things. How does that then work when I have this combination of aliens? Yeah, that combination the balance of doesn't work right. I don't know. Again, this is this is one play. Is the is the balance there? Does it seem? Do you, should I care about that? I had numerous people message well, I've heard me things and go about that. Go too. Don't worry about that. Don't think about that. So no. I went in taking it seriously. Like this was a. 
this is supposed to be a serious worker placement game for me, and maybe it's not. Can you play a worker placement game that's imbalanced that you don't care about? Maybe because isn't maybe it still the fun a strategy creating, game? It's yeah, not maybe like the a fun is supposed thing, right? to be creating these things and and finding some of these silly combinations or yeah. Yeah. these bonus actions that you can do. But that's not what I expected. I expected like I want these customizable workers. Yes, the artwork is cute. Your aliens are cute, but I I maybe wanted a little more of like a meat of a game. Yeah, I get a couple that. more. So the building tiles, um, I thought that was was great. I like. And it, it happens in so many games. I like building your own worker placement spaces. So the, the yeah, board is, is just cool. full of hexes and you put them out there. So there's there's great stuff with, I want to build this building. <laughs> I put it on a spot on the board. I get a bonus for building it. And then I can immediately put my worker there and get that. So you can create some really cool combos there. I liked that. I like that in most, most all games. But it seemed like some, even just within the buildings, there were some inconsistencies of like, this building's the same as this building. Why is this two points? Why is this three points? Or why does this cost two? That seems strange to me. And so I wanted them to be maybe a little more dynamic. Mm. A lot, and then a lot of them came out and it was like, okay, nothing's giving us technology. Nothing's giving us something. Are they even in there? Um, and that, that could be, you know, that might've been in this person's brain of like, that's a future expansion for this game, but you can't bank on that because now your company's out of business and you won't be able to, uh -huh. to upgrade that sort of thing. So my, Darn. my, biggest annoyance with the game is the iconography is fucking terrible like how do you mean like i there are inconsistencies on the tile that this symbol means that you can take um you can take a body part from your player board and spend it to do something and then the exact same symbol on a different things means you spend it from the guy that you put it on no and it's just it's annoying and it led to us having to look at the rules every time much, i feel like you because you're like oh yeah i can spend it there and then you go oh no you every time you see that symbol you have to recheck and whether or not like you can message me and be like well they're not the exactly the same symbol they're close enough that you should have made something different mm. someone should have gone through the, the ability book, to be confused is yes, high the rule book is not great it led to some frustrating moments um i talked about like kind of the series the, the the points maybe not necessarily being like equal but that again that could be a first play and could be a just kind of whatever yeah maybe i took the game a little too seriously while i was playing people have said it creates some good like silly moments and combos and i wasn't necessarily expecting right some of that in that you game were, you were expecting there a well-balanced there was a moment where bill played a tile Clever which game. then allowed him to activate an adjacent tile which then allowed him to build another tile and he built it next to that one which then allowed him to build adjacent. it again and it was like he built four tiles in one turn and it was like, like is that really was that intended? just our fault yeah. by playing it like that? Was that the intention of it? And that seems broken. That a little seems bit. yeah, it seemed annoying. Was even him was even he yeah, like he was uh, like, Can I, I supposed he's to like, Can I just do this again? Because he when he did it, he I think he was anticipating just building the two. And it doesn't like, say we'll like build it. activate like, the tile once and again. That's it? Right. And and if it did, the rule book is just bad enough where it was hard to find. Didn't so explain it. overall, little underwhelmed. There there are some things that if I decide to play this a game game again, because at this point it's it's you a collector's get rid item, of it. Oh, right? I see. because it's you're, so you're gonna keep it. I'll keep it because it's out of print, and we'll see if it skyrockets in price. Yeah, maybe something to hold on to. But they do have they do have like individual player powers that I would like to try to maybe like change the game up. Maybe I don't have to go for workers. Maybe I wanted. Maybe I don't build buildings. I don't know how those then incorporate into my my strategy. So I would like to maybe play. Maybe just at two. Maybe Devin and I will play it at two and see how the player powers work. 
to sort of maybe get me more excited about it with different expectations of like, all right, let's just go in, have fun, create these aliens, move them around. But don't expect that you're going to have this 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 heavy strategy sort of thing play out over the entire game. Right. Which I think I did and mm-hmm. was a little let down in that sense. But like, you know, the art is cute. The aliens are cool. The idea of the customizable workers is so awesome. And yeah. that part by itself worked well. Like you can create this super cool alien guy that can kick people out that can also get extra resources that in those moments that felt really cool of like i'm gonna go here and i'm gonna be able to get six dollars instead of just three dollars because i can use this guy and or i can kick somebody out or i now i have a card that lets me kick my own guy out so now i can kick my own guy out and move him and get another dollar right so there's like there were some fun things that you could do there i felt like it just needed to be like tightened up you know, there's yeah, like, like, it didn't, like, like it wasn't ready to be released. Yeah, there was like some loose edges. So I see the critiques from it. I see the fun. Um, I'm, I I would like to at some point try it again. But in reality, maybe I know. I mean, like, how many, I know you got it's going to move to the back of the line probably right now. Yeah, I feel like games like that. If you don't play them immediately afterward, it's for me like, anyway. Would, it's yeah. like it's not going to see the table I would need to like time. and especially sometimes I'm getting like it's getting closer to Gen Con. It's getting closer yep. to like getting some review games in. And now it's just going to get. Because I the last few weeks I've picked, I'm like, I don't have a lot of review games, too. I can pick yeah, I can pick one of my games. Right. You know? yeah. right. And then that's gonna maybe get pushed to the back of the bus. But uh. well, yeah, because I mean you're gonna see that in a month. And like right now, you kind of have that like, well, let me try it again with some different expectations. In a month, you're gonna be like, I remember not liking that. Yeah. I don't want to play that again. Right. Yeah. Or it's just gonna... be like, should I just trade it? Maybe I'll get something else. Yeah. But mm-hmm. right. so that's Chimera Station. If you okay. love it, I totally get it because there were some really fun, cool, silly moments in it. Um, and I just had different expectations, right. I think. Chimera Station. The reason TMG were not a business. That's it. <laughs> they had all these other great games. Thanks oh a lot. Dang guys. it. Good job, Chimera Station. Seriously, if you worked at TMG or you know more because you've read, tell me what they did because they fucked something up because they are loaded with games. Just yeah, not money game. anymore, I guess. No money. That's a bummer. <laughs> we ran out of money. Sorry. The recipe it takes to get me excited about gaming again has shrunk a little bit over the last year or so. Before, all it took was some cardboard and a giant mixing pot, and I could gourmandize for months (laughs) on end with no additional spices needed. Lately, though, my palate has narrowed. It's like I've been desensitized to everything, and it like takes crazier and crazier stuff to get me there, like tentacle porn. But so lighter games are Hmm. seeing the table with much more regularity than heavier fare. And if you add in a doodash of cooperative play... (laughs) That will really get the ball rolling. We've been in love with Paint the Roses lately, which is a lighter cooperative deduction game we talked about last episode in the underwater monologues. And so on my Twitch stream, (laughs) right after that last episode, I stream Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays, 8.30 p.m. EST, I asked the chat if they knew of any other cooperative deduction games for me and Natalie to nosh. Well, Joe of the Instagram account Board to Play recommended this new game, Decorum. I looked it up, yepped it into my cart, and pressed purchase faster than Natalie could begin typing. Ooh, got you. Mm-hmm. It showed up, and Jeff, let me got tell you. you, we've played it 15 times now. Oh, my God. That's like gosh. close to adding to your H index in two weeks. <laughs> no, know. it is. It's insane. That is a crazy for us. We don't do that. Now, no. And how many sittings, I would like to ask? Four. Four. Okay. Yeah, so you racked I it a think. few times. So yeah. It has, yeah, you should play around three. We should play three that's, or that's so. like when you do like Codenames Duet, right? You sit down, you play yeah, five Yeah, you play times. it until you yeah. win. Yeah. yeah, so sure. this game okay. does have a little bit of that in, in it. Uh, but we did the same thing with Paint the Roses. We played... We oh probably played Paint the Roses 10 or 11 times. I was going to ask if you yeah. want to like give an update because like when we talked about it last time, we played it the once before the show. Since then, we played it like every day at lunch for like a week cool. and a half. It's so good. Good. Yeah. It is so, and there's like player, so much oh, more to it now. It's but, Yeah. I'm, I'm blown away yeah. by that game. That That's a it's fantastic great. game. So anyway, but Decorum. Mm-hmm. 
In decorum, you're working with the other players to furnish a house, filling it with lamps, knickknacks, wall hangings, and putting a fresh coat of paint in each room. There's three different types of objects that come in four different colors and also four different styles. At the beginning of each game, each player gets a card with a number of rules that state this is how the house must be furnished according to you. Everyone has one and they're all different. One of my rules might say the bathroom must have only green objects in it. And Natalie's might say the bottom floor of the house must contain each style at least once. And so you're then taking actions to either place objects in the house, remove objects from the house, or switch out objects with other objects. After each action, your teammate tells you what you just did to them and how, how good it is. They can't tell you exact information, but they can say something that lets you know that it's either good, bad, or neutral. So let's say, for example, you place a red object in the bathroom on your turn, and one of my rules says the bathroom can only contain green objects. So after you place that red tile, I might say something like, ew, that's hideous. I don't like that, which lets you know that it basically doesn't work with one of my rules. <laughs> ew. 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 Yeah, you Devin, ew it. Ew. So you have a certain amount of turns with which to get everyone's rules and congruence. And if you're all satisfied, you win and move on to the next scenario. In the two-player game, which it seems the game was primarily designed for, which is perfect for us, there are 20 missions, each in an envelope. And the envelope has a card for each player and a little story. And they're always really funny and slightly ridiculous. They are funny. Um, but they give a tiny bit of narrative to the game, which helps make it feel slightly less abstract, which because it's really abstract. In the three- and four-player game, which we just tried today... Um, they also Those also come with their own envelope system. In the two-player game, there's two hidden envelopes to discover at scenario 12 and 15, so you don't open these until you get to scenarios 12 and 15, respectively, which I won't spoil for you, but I do love that kind of stuff yeah. so much. Yeah. That was one of the biggest draws for me to games like The Initiative. Um, okay, so things I liked. This game has a lot that I like about it. For starters, it feels very reminiscent of a game called Mental Blocks that we've discussed on the show before. That game is very similar where each player has a rule that that the main puzzle has to abide by, and once the puzzle satisfies everyone's rule at the same time, you win. If you make it in the time limit, that is. The difference here is that Mental Blocks handles a lot of players and has this perspective component. Decorum is just how you are placing the object tiles into the house. The deluxe version, which we have, comes with acrylic tiles for the objects, and there's really no other way I'd rather play the game after you play it with the acrylic tiles. The cardboard tiles are probably fine, but man, that added this tactile component that really elevates my desire to want to play this, as they just look fantastic and feel fantastic. Time out. Are they not... So is there, is this like in a deluxe This is the is deluxe is? version of it. Floodgate has a regular version that I believe just comes with cardboard uh, tokens instead of instead of these That's acrylic weak. tiles. Yeah, yeah I agree. tiles. Right, got to have the tiles. Mm -hmm. The envelope system is also really exciting as you just never know what's coming up next. There are 22 player scenarios in the box and I was worried that after we go through them that we'd just be done with the game. But luckily there's an app coming from Floodgate that's going to keep the game replayable. It's not out yet that I'm aware of, but it is coming soon. Well done, Floodgate. Which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that is very cool. Uh, I think it will probably extend the life of the two player game and the three, four player games because there's only a, a select number of scenarios. Um, and then if you're playing with the same group, you know, you're, you can't play them over again, right? You just... Right. Yeah. Right. Because so, you know. Yeah, because you know. Because you know. So things I don't like. There isn't much I don't like, but there is one thing that kind of has me thinking a little bit. So we've played this 14 times two players, and every play, we're not so much figuring out what the other player's rules are, so much as we are just trying to do everything we can to make sure our own rules work. And so that sort of feels a little bit lackluster, I think. 
it's supposed to be like a deduction and figuring out hidden information, but it doesn't really do that. There's like, there's been a few times where we're like, okay, it seems like you might have this rule. And there's a rule in the game where if you get so far and you haven't won, you each reveal one of your rules to each other, which is cool and all, but it's not as fun as like figuring it out on your own. The thing is, though, it's almost impossible to do that, to figure out your opponent's rules. One, because you're so focused on figuring out how to make all of your rules fit. And two, the different types of rules are usually things you would never guess. Like, it's not all just as simple as, okay, red and green objects have to be upstairs. But sometimes it's really complicated. Like, the middle spot in the bathroom must be empty. And if it's not empty, it must have a yellow lamp. And if the lamp is there, then the room must be painted red. But if not, it can be any color. Like there are yeah, stuff like that it gets up. like that. Like okay, it starts cool. simple. So you could never think, kinda... but you could never figure right. that out. There's right. no way. So there's like I said, almost zero chance to deduce that kind of thing. Is your own and most of your own mental prowess is just trying to figure out how to make your own card work. The few times we have figured out one of the other's rules, it made the game so much fun though. So now, um, as we have like more information to get our rules to line up, and that just isn't quite as fun when you're told the rule it's much better when you figure it out on your own that just doesn't happen quite enough mental blocks i think handles this better for instance because there's only a certain amount of constraints each player has and every time a block is placed everyone is speaking up at the same time about why it doesn't work for them and so it's easy to kind of collect information more i think before your next placement which kind of happens like simultaneously overall I have really been enjoying my time with Decorum. There aren't enough games like this and mental blocks out there, and so it really feels fresh and like interesting. I'm very happy to keep going, as the hidden envelopes are super cool, and it's pretty fun to try to manipulate the puzzle to how it works best for you, while also understanding that it needs to work best for everyone. The tagline for this game is a game of passive-aggressive cohabitation. And that's pretty funny because it can get extremely frustrating and seem like there's no way to make this work because everything you do just fucks up your teammates' rules and sets you back. We started playing the three-player game, and I thought very quickly we were going to get it in the first, like, five to six turns. Yeah, because right away, two, at least two of us almost every turn were like, I'm, I'm good, I'm, I'm good, I'm good. Yeah, I'm, I'm fulfilled. Good. And then it was like... One of us, though, not, was like, no, and then I'd switch something, and that would fuck them up, and it's like, ah, now we got to figure this out. Mm-hmm. And... So I like that. I really do like that. And I would recommend this to couples looking for a fun date night game. For a similar experience in a larger group setting, though, I would very much recommend Mental Blocks. If we go clockwise, Natalie, what did you think? Um, I know that it's only kind of campaign-y for the two-player games, but I think this might be the very first campaign-type game we will actually finish. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> we That's always have good. high hopes start that my it city, never you'll finish out. Out. Yeah, okay. yeah. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I really like this game. Um, I like this. I definitely like this more than Mental Blocks, personally. Um, I do like Mental Blocks, but I like this better. Um, I like the puzzle of making the rules work and trying to figure out Ryan's rules. Even though you mostly can, it doesn't really bother me that I can't. Okay. I, I don't mind that. Um, I think it's just fun. Like, because there's been a lot of games where like I will be fulfilled um early on and then ryan's just trying to figure it out so when those types of situations happen um there i'm not like trying to like focus so much on like figuring out how to make all my rules work because most of them are or then he might like mess it up a little bit but i can like easily like usually be flexible and work around it so like when that gives me like the time and mental space to like 
try to figure out some of his stuff yeah, I guess to that's try to, true. Like, you know what i mean well yeah you can also i guess you can glean a little bit so you don't necessarily figure their rules out but i guess you can glean information right. I'm like, well, like he did this well he, he did that like so he this. obviously wants that to be there right for some reason exactly. so i guess that's true that's a that's a good um, way to look at it. i in the two-player game i like the little stories and the yeah, those are funny that are in there we, we both like read each other's little blurbs <laughs> and and it's really funny um and i like I mean, we've only played the three-player game once, but so I'm mostly talking about the two-player, but um. I also like how it started <laughs> off really kind of, the rules started off kind of like simple, you know, and then they kind of build up and build up and get a little more complicated and that makes it less boring. You know, it's not all the same that's when a, they do that. Yeah, that's a very good um, good observation. Sometimes we'll pick them up and we'll be like, oh my gosh, this is impossible. How are yeah. we ever going to do this? And then like, we're like, oh, we did it. Oh, yeah, okay. it does. Yeah. It happens you know? almost like, every time. You just, we look just... at our cards and we're like, oh, no fucking way. Right. Like that one I read is basically one in there where it's like nothing. The middle one has to be empty. But if it's but not if, empty, it can only contain yeah. this color. And if it doesn't contain yeah. that color, then the room has to be. And we're like, oh, my Sometimes God, that's just one of your five rules. you're like, do I even understand this? Yeah. And then and then you're like, this is impossible. And then you're like, oh, we did that it. That kind of worked out. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> and so like that's kind of fun. Um, the only thing that I'm like worried. Well, okay. First of all, and we played the three player game too. And I really enjoyed yeah, that. Me too. Makes I me really so happy because we're clearly going to get through the two player portion. I know you said that Quickly. the app will. Um, I hope so. We'll have more scenarios, which is awesome because we mostly are going to play two player. Mm-hmm. But mostly. I'm glad to know <laughs> that we could like keep this around for like groups too and know that it's still really fun and even though like the three player game we just played was clearly probably one of like the the um it was the one they suggest scenarios, to start with yeah and it was still not that easy so i liked that i don't want it to be too easy because i was like oh we've played this a bunch it's going to be too easy no it wasn't no, it was well, a whole different dynamic with three players i mean this no, isn't no, a no. game you can well, really like get that. good at you know yeah in yeah. that in that way Right. Um, you could get good at maybe reading the other person. Like now yeah. we kind of said, like if you do something, oh, in the last game, that meant right. that. Well, I right. Was, but again, that's part of, that. hard because of the they fun. changed the rule. Like it's not yeah. like in a game like Cryptid, where Cryptid is like, you're going to only see these different things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This game, it's not like that. It's yeah, like. There's like infinite possibilities. Yeah, it seems like there's like so many different yeah. things that you'll just, you could yeah, never. Like, how well, do they do that in four that rooms thought, and four colors? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the reason I thought it might be easier for us is I'm, I was like, oh, well, we're going to know we're going to pick up the other people's um, cues like placement um, cues. No, the requirements, like the requirements yeah. Yeah. easy because we've seen them all, but that was not the case. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what I thought, right. why I thought it would be like easier for us, but it wasn't, Mm-mm. which I was very happy about. Um, the only thing, okay. First of all, with the acrylic tiles, you have to peel this little film Ugh. off the top of them and which I had to do. And it's very annoying and challenging and too. challenging to like get, them off it took me a while but luckily that was just one time thing Mm. now it's done who cares but that was kind of annoying um and then that's that's noteworthy though i think that's a good thing to note yeah and then um i had another thing that i was worried about but i can't remember what it is spiders (laughs) you are worried about spiders (laughs) you do not like snakes because in general i really really like this game a lot awesome Deductive, she deduction, just like slammed the notebook oh no. down. Deduction and cooperative. Yeah, is kind of like I, paint that, the that's roses. The whole I got this for you. Yeah, because I know you love you love deduction. Right, and we love paint the roses. We love this, and they're kind of similar in the that way. And and I really love both of them. What do you think, Jeff? It seemed it was cool. I I I don't. It, it's interesting that these games keep coming out in like sets. Like, why is all of a sudden now we have these? 
cooperative deduction games. Yeah. Two right. new ones come out. Yeah, right away. Paint the roses in this league. And that's, I feel like, why did Dune, Imperium, and Arnett come out at the same time? Who's, yeah. what, who's right. conspiring back there right. to make these games? Right. So the only place that I've seen this game is I saw this game at our local game store. I saw mm. it at REW, and I looked at the box cover, and I was like, I don't want this game. Yeah. I did it. We all do it. We've judged covers. Oh, yeah. Boom. I look at it. I'm like, nah. No. I would probably I didn't do. really know about it. I, and I just kind of looked at it, and I'm like, Devin probably might not get into it, but I think I'm changing my opinion on that. Devin might like this. Yeah. Really? And I'd be interested maybe... Maybe one day I'll like borrow it and play the two player with it and bring it back, right? Yep. Sure. Yeah. Um, it's quick. It's cool. Too. It has it um, pretty quick. Yeah, it has the feeling of mental blocks. It has the feeling of um, paint the roses. It's I, I love the tiles. I like the challenge of in a three player game. I haven't played the two player. I like the challenge of what do you what rule do you pass to that person? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to who? Like yeah. All right. My first time I, I'm playing this. I'm like all right. Ryan keeps fucking up this room. Yeah. He needs to know he, this. Like, Natalie and I are like, I'm good, I'm good, yeah, I'm good. Yep, Ryan's right, like, no, it was no, me. no. Yeah, it was I'm like, me. He needs to know that I need to have more of so these than these. So he stops messing it up, yeah. right? And I like right. that decision. That was a really good Because point. then then it was like, next round, Natalie started messing something. I'm like, yep, well, you, gotta, you gotta know that too. So yep. why don't you <laughs> yep. share it? So I like that. And then there's also... There's a lot going on in your brain of like, these are my four rules. I just passed you one. Let me pretend that I remember that one. Yeah. And now... There was one round where you both gave me your clues. Yeah, so, so now, now I'm have to looking keep at all of that. Now I'm looking head. at yeah. two more clues or two more <laughs> requirements. I'm saying clues, work. but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. The requirements are like trying to manage all of that. But it also kind of worked well because now we have like you can manage that because you know you're just good at like good like that. And so now you have all of this information. Yeah. You almost know like a lot about both of us. Yeah, and there was there was even mm-hmm. a moment because you have to give that card, you have to give that requirement card back, where I forgot. That which I, one I gave you? Which yeah, one? you gave yeah. me one that had to do with colors or something, and I was like, man, I forgot what, because I did a move and I was like, that messed Ryan up. Like a turn later, I'm like, I know what I did. Like I messed him up because oh, I remember. I now I remember gotcha. that card that he gave yeah. me, but I'm too busy looking at five right. other ones. Right. So that was cool. That that mental space was fun to kind of yeah. work out and to challenge. And again, I like this being cooperative because I'm not good single handedly at deduction games. Mm-hmm. I don't really like that. Um, yeah. But this is really fun. I would say, like, downside in comparison to something like Paint the Roses or Mental Blocks, this lacks, like, a little bit of tension mm. or that tenseness at the end mm. where Mental Blocks has a fucking timer. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. oh you got to get there. Have, like, yeah, the you, timer you, is everything. The timer in that is game. like, beep, you're like, okay, I got to oh do something, God, right? Or with Paint the Roses, that fucking bitch yeah, she's is, catching up is to you. On, you, yeah. can, <laughs> you can see how close you are to losing. Yeah. This one, again, we didn't lose, which is sweet, yeah. but. If you lose, are you just like it's over, right? Yep. There wasn't, yep, there's not that big much. finale We've, either way. That's a great point. We've um, only lost one time in the two player game, and that time we did lose, we were like, well, well now what? Yeah, well, we, we lost. can't redo we can't it. Can't do it again because we, right. we know it. Right. So yeah, you just, you just kind of like go to the next one. That one yep, you, move you just on. go to the next one. Um, yeah. I do, but but again, that's just that's this game, right? There's more. No, but that's a, that's also a really good thing to note because that I think I think you just hit the nail on the head of one of the main reasons I like Mental Blocks better. Which is that? Okay, okay, this is exciting because we got to get yeah. this done. And this game just literally yeah. does not have that component in it at all. Right, lacks a little bit of that. Yeah. I do, I do enjoy that. On your turn, you have to do something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whether it's like you can pass, but if it's not requ- filling all of your requirements, you have to do something. Mm-hmm. Even if and you I know, like, like that, this is gonna fuck you up, right. but I have I to do something. Sometimes you don't so want like, to because you're like you Ryan knows what. Like Ryan's the only one who needs to do something. Like he knows what he's got to do, but I don't know what he's got to do. But right. I have to go on yeah. my turn because he messed me up, up and so I'm going to screw up his plans. Ryan and I kind of yeah. knew what we had, so I was like, "All right, 
I think Ryan's going to do this on his turn. Let me do yes, that. Yes, we had a really that was a really so cool that turn. That was pretty we did. cool. Yeah. yeah, and it it's I think it's a winner. Um, cool. I would pick it up if you like those other games that we mentioned. This is this is good. Yeah, I think it's Dan's Devin, head and shoulders because you those. had mentioned with Paint the Roses, you thought Devin might not like it, but you she would like this game. Do you think it's because Paint the Roses is more like you're like well if it can't be this because of this and it can't be this because of this but this is more like you're more focused on your own thing yeah yeah and you know? you're not, and so not like as much you're just deducing. trying to figure out your rule like, you're not punished for being rules. wrong in this game a yeah. lot you move something around right, just it just continues right the game mm-hmm. still goes on and when paint the roses if you if you mess up yeah that that's that bad. bitch yeah. is gonna get you that is yeah, bad yeah i'm gonna get you sucker like they're yeah i'm gonna get you the less pressure yeah, I we'll think make that her this, enjoy this. Right, I would be, I would be annoyed to to Ryan's point of like, if I play this and I lose a couple times in a row, I'm like, like, yeah, oh, like that's feels a, like waste. a wasted. I game. wasted yeah, it. Yeah. Um, but again, it seems like there's a lot in there. They're, and they're the app, correcting and that the app, app coming out. Very, right. seems yeah. Like it's work. yeah, decorum's a winner from Floodgate. I, I like it too. One last thing I want to say, uh, Jeff kind of triggered this in me. So when he was talking about, okay, I'm gonna give because like you eventually in this game, once you make it so far and you haven't won, you give information to your teammates like a requirement of yours you give them and i think one of my favorite parts of this game is deciding which one to give in the two-player game sometimes we each have five conditions and i'm like i want her to know all of these (laughs) you know like just share right like which one it's really it's it's been really really fun for me to be like which one do i want to tell her about because there's been scenarios where i tell her and i'm like why did i do that she should have known this one Mm -hmm. You know, and there's been other times where I'm like, yeah, that was perfect. Yeah. I told her that because it's a cool feeling. She told me this it. one. It, yeah. yeah. And it's like they work together. Picks up their card and they're like, oh. Yep. That's right. Yeah. That's why you keep screwing up. Yep. That's yeah. why yeah. this happens. Yeah. So I really did like that. So, yes, that is Decorum by Floodgate Games. It's really it's really a big winner for us. We're playing it all the time. So if you, uh, like you said, if you, if you like those kinds of games, check it out. What else you got, man? Let's talk about AEG. All right. We, like we just got tickets thanks to Mick Dave Mick. Yes, we did. For oh, AEG's did. The big, big game, night. game night at Gen Con. Hype, hype, which hype. is like this huge cool thing where you go, you can play any AEG game and then they send you out the door with a couple of their, their new games or what they're, I think like Whirling Witchcraft was the last one or Whirling Witches and 10 maybe was their yeah. last one. Yeah, 10, oh, 10 was the walk one. Out with some games, yep. So everybody gets games. Hype, hype, you guys hype. will get multiple copies. Yeah. Awesome. Can't so wait. That's a future giveaway. But um, Heck yeah. oh, spo- sorry, spoilers. We're but, only going to play my copy on Tuesdays. Natalie's copy will be played Wednesday, so we have to keep that them both. Sense. That makes sense. It's like a, a custody thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, AEG, who has the, um, just this massive library of games, obviously, they have this little system that they've created over the last few years called their card crafting system. Mm-hmm. Natalie, you would know this from such games like. Come on, Natalie. Come on, now you got this. We just played it. Card crafting system. You're crafting, the, so you have crafting. a card, and you you get to kind of like change the you card that you heroes. have. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, Custom Heroes is one of the games that uses this <laughs> card crafting system. There is um, this other one that I'm forgetting off the top of my head, but anyway, this one that I'm going to talk about is Mystic Veil. There's more than just the two. I think there's one more. Oh, I maybe thought I'm it was, totally I've wrong. Only or maybe there's one more like two. in the works. Mm. But Uh-oh. this one's called Mystic Veil. It might have been first. Was it before Custom Heroes? Yeah, I think Mystic I Veil think was, this was first. first. This uh-huh. was the first kind of like unveil this sort of card crafting system. Okay. So this came out a few years ago. There's a bunch of expansions out, and they have recently um, released and kind of it's sort of I think it says like 2020 on Board Game Geek, but I think with covid and shipping and stuff like that it's just kind of making its way around the globe or in the u.s right so this is mystic veil the essential edition 
which okay. comes with Mystic Veil, the base game, and it comes with three expansions. Yeah, because there was expansions released, right? Because yeah, it's so been out for a long time. This is three of maybe five total expansions. So the Veil of Magic, Veil of the Wild, and the Mana Storm are the three that this comes in. So it comes and in you like got this, this big box, yeah. Okay. It comes in this big box. Everything's separated nicely. They have like card kind of dividers because this is a deck building game. And plays two to four. It's got, you know, this theme of, you know, your druids and cleansing the land. I don't know. It's a deck building game. Yeah. Okay. All I'm stuck on, by the way, sorry, yeah. <laughs> like talking and I'm like, all I can think about is, is there another card crafting game? What is it? I know. Look, it's not that like Millennium Blades one, is it? Is that card crafting? So. I'm, I'm going to look up. To... You, you talk, I'll look up card crafting. Card crafting BGG. We got, here we go, AEG series card crafting games. Oh my gosh. You ready for this? Uh-oh. Mystic Veil, Dead Reckoning, Ooh, dead, Edge okay. of Darkness, and Custom Heroes. Okay, so Dead Reckoning's new. Okay. So I didn't know how much they use that. Edge, Edge of, Darkness of Darkness is a little I, older. That's kind of older. I didn't know that was card crafting. That came out in 2019. The third okay. card crafting game from AEG. Yeah, okay. Yes. Oh, okay. Nice. So does um does Dead Reckoning say the fourth let's card see. game? Oh, let's take a look. Dead Reckoning says... No, each uh, well, <laughs> um, car- Maybe it's card like craft your crew. It doesn't Ooh, actually specifically say it's the okay. fourth one, but it does say but you have a small deck that. of cards that you will drive your actions in the game with each card representing one of your crew members. This deck functions like one of the deck building games, but the cards in the deck are sleeved. Rather than add a new card to your deck, you improve the skill and abilities of your crew by placing transparent advancement cards in those sleeves. That's the whole thing. That's the fourth I don't even one. Anything <laughs> is that by John D. Clare? Also, this is John D. Clare. John D. Clare. Th- this guess who does the artwork? By the way, Ian O. Tool. Nice. So the publisher is a e g nice <laughs> and dead reckoning would probably be a pirate game that i might like i don't gravitate toward pirate games ever me neither but i'm neither. hearing like amazing things about this dead reckoning game it does say playtime really 90 play. to 150 minutes that's a lot interesting i'll take 90 yeah um, <laughs> so mystic veil is again the first one to kind of unveil this so i'm maybe in the future games they, they improve on this system a little bit um everybody gets 20 cards so that's your base deck and some of the cards have like just money icon Right there, mm-hmm. I'm just going to call them money throughout this. They're called something else, but yeah. they're essentially money. Some have this the cursed land icon. That's what you're trying to kind of fix. And some of them are just blank. You have eight cards to start with that are blank. <laughs> have nothing on them. Wow. Okay. So kind of craft them. Each turn yeah. starts with them. this like kind of pressure luck thing. Ooh. I like so that. instead of in deck building where you just draw five cards and that's your card, you flip cards until you reveal these cursed lands. Until you reveal a number of cursed lands. Right. So as soon as you reveal three of them, you can like stop. Okay. And then that becomes your hand. Or okay. you can kind of push your luck and go, all right, I'm going to add this. Now I'm going to flip another one. And if you flip another cursed land card, then you kind of, I don't want to say skip your turn, but you don't get to use your cards. You don't get to buy anything. But there's moments where like, I have three bucks, but I really want that card. What are the odds that I get another cursed one, right? So you, then you, sounds really you cool. try to flip and put it down. So you can keep going. So you could have a hand of three cards on a turn. You could have a hand of 15 cards if yeah. it comes out right, which is kind of cool. Because then you have these like, insane turns you like buy a couple things you buy a couple of these monuments cards anyway so (laughs) and like most deck building cards you you buy cards but instead of taking a card and then adding it to your deck and shuffling it and making your deck humongous you are like ryan said when he read that thing really fast you're taking these (laughs) transparent cards and you're sleeving them and adding them to the sleeves like custom heroes like these other two games we just mentioned um (laughs) that then add to one of three parts on the cards you have a top a middle and a bottom got it and so that's why you have these blank cards is because some of these transparencies can start your new card, which is just so cool. That's awesome. That's that is very awesome. So cool. So your deck never gets more um, than 20. 
Okay. Because they just change. Yeah, there, I'm sure there's powers and different cars that come up to make you do something. How thick right? but does that stack get? It can get after a while, thick, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's if you play, you know, you guys play custom yeah, heroes. Custom you shuffle them up, thick. and you're kind of dealing out the cards. You're like, you're like, oh, oh I that just was gave a thick you one. a really good yeah, one. That was a thick <laughs> yeah. one, right? You kind of know yeah. that those are there. Yeah. Um, so that is just that's so cool. So you slide them in there. There's those three parts, and there's other things. There's other icons that you're collecting that lets you buy. The equivalent of like a monument in Everdell or like these cards that don't go into your um, into your sleeves, but just sit next to you. They might give you a power or they give you like these big point cards kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, see, there's other icons on there. The One of the expansions, I think it's the wild one, Veil of the Wild, has these like leader cards. So one of your blank cards becomes a leader that you slide in there mm-hmm. and he, he or she has like a cool power. And mm-hmm. then when they come up, they do something awesome. The other ones, oh, I played with Veil of Magic and the Veil of the Wild. Those are the two that I, I read you can just throw right in. Because the Veil of the Magic just adds a it's shit ton just of cards. More cards and yeah. Veil of the Wild adds a shit ton of cards plus the these leaders. So Dave and I played it with the leaders. And I liked this game. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I liked it more than I thought because it's just fun to make those cards. Is it just as fun to make them as it is in Custom Heroes? Yeah. That's cool. Because you there's like some really cool combos that you can make. Do you do you buy something that makes your your cursed card better, or do you just say like, screw the cursed card? I'm gonna make all my blank cards fucking awesome. Yeah. But then if they don't come out, yeah. So it's like, do you try to you negate the bad cards, or do you just make a bunch of awesome cards? So that was really fun. Well, it's also probably cool because in custom heroes, you're customizing your cards, and then they go away, and then right, you might like not get them ever again. Right. This one's like this, this is one. your it's deck. Your, you're, yeah. you're creating something, and sometimes there's. Well, all the time. There are three copies of the same card. One at the top, one at the middle, and one at the bottom. Got it. And a lot of times, I like, oh, we don't want that card. That's awesome. I'm going to buy that. And then your your deck comes out, and you have five cards, and that card is on the top slot, and all your cards that you have are already top filled. Ha. So then you can't get that one right. to put in no. your, the top part. So that's sort of fun decision. So you can't always just get what you want. Mm-hmm. You can't put things on top. Like Custom Heroes, you can only have... I think the four, right? They have the little dots at the yep. bottom yeah. to sort of fill them in. You can only have a top, middle, or bottom. You can't overlay cards or right. like remove things. There's powers, I'm assuming, that kind of that kind of do that. But it was it was fun to try to just create just bomb ass cards. Yeah, it's like yeah. it reminds right? me of Chimera Station, except instead of making your workers, you're making your cards. Yeah, yeah. And it just that activity itself was fun. Yeah. It was fun to take that little transparent thing and slide it into to your craft card to card. make something that's new. I like that a lot. Yeah. Every time um, you say that, I think of, welcome to Charlie's Crafty Kitchen. Well, you can eat what you make. And so I like the leaders. The leaders, uh, I will probably just keep in there. So instead of eight blank cards, you have seven blank cards and one is your leader. You can spend money instead of buying a card to flip your leader card over. You take it out and put it back in opposite and you get a little more. That just adds a little bit of variety to everybody's deck, which could change how you buy things or why you buy things. And mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Okay. And... I also like that you're not increasing or necessarily decreasing the number of cards in your deck. You can't totally get rid of all the shitty curse cards because that's because if you could, then your card, your you would have twenty cards every single turn. Yeah. So you can't get rid of those; they're there. And even the curse cards, you can add curse cards to your deck because, like, man, that card is awesome, but it comes but with it a comes curse. With on a curse, it. yeah. Okay. So I like that you're not you're not burying your good cards all the time. Yeah. Because there's only twenty. And you then also have to be thoughtful in what you want in your deck because there's only 20. How long does this game take to play? So that's I'll get so here's my a couple negatives. Okay. Our first play took a little longer than I would like, but it felt like 
a lot of deck building games where it's like slow, 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 slow. And, and then all then you're super like, The last like everything. five yeah. turns, Dave and I were like, we're I, I can do so much. <laughs> and the game ends in the same way that Ascension ends, where there's a pool of gems or something. Gems mm-hmm. that yeah. you are getting throughout the game. And as soon as that's empty, then you. Right, then that you triggers end the, the end game. That's cool. And Dave was getting some points, but he had to take them from the bag instead of the mm. that thing. Oh, so that okay. was a different. That might have slowed it down a little bit. Yeah. Um, the other thing that might have slowed us down. Speaking of, this is why I moved this game. I was going to talk about this game later, but oh, you boy. complained about something in decorum. I'm going to complain about it. In, oh, nice. Uh, Mystic Veil. You have to peel off film for oh, every the cards. single oh, card. The you cards. had to do that in Custom Heroes too, if you remember. Yeah, that. I do remember that. So Dave and I, every time we like bought a card or flipped a card over on on this this player mat you we just like try to peel them off and peel them off there are hundreds of cards i haven't peeled oh um that is annoying granny only threw it once and blah right. blah blah and i understand they're they're saving the quality of the card right, right. this is this is because they're transparent you don't want scratches or still how them, can but, you make uh, a game and be like i gotta put this on my customers to do like Ooh, man that just sucks. like oh man so it's obviously something in production or whatever but right. that is that's an annoying thing that you're right. going to have to do about and that. there's never any like little tab nope it's like nope. you're like picking at it yeah and then i'm like am i gonna like, ruin this because exactly. I'm, I'm like i'm gonna get chip this little thin <laughs> yeah. plastic thing and i haven't yet knock on wood i yeah. haven't yet chipped it but yeah you're like or if you just just cut your nails the the, yeah, the second before and like, well, i there, can't, yep. can't yeah. do anything yeah. so <laughs> yeah. that's really annoying yeah there is some randomness in cards um that are just that's what deck builders are yeah. so a happen. card might come out that benefits someone else Every time it flips, right? Like, oh, well, Dave can get that card again. And mm-hmm. like it flipped yeah, over and now sucks. he can buy it. But right. that's just, that happens. It's going to happen both ways. So it's not like. Is this your game? Yeah. Yeah. So it's not going to happen both ways. How many can um, it play? It can play four. Okay. My next point is I think it's be- best at two. Oh, okay. I think if I played it with four, I think it would have just been too long. Ooh. Deck building games Maybe this is something are, we go for. Deck building Don't games buy. are so awesome at two because, <laughs> because you can just. You want to go back and forth. In deck building games, you just want to take your turn. Yeah. Because there's not a massive amount to think about in a lot of deck building games because you play the cards in front of you. It's not like, oh, this worker replacement strategy. Right. You just want to like yeah. go, 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 you, go, go. Because usually the last thing you do on your turn is draw up your new hand. Yeah, and you're like, so you're yes, like I want to play them. I got to so play this. the back and forth is awesome at two. I would be a little annoyed having to wait three people and then being like, oh, I don't, you know. Yeah. So I, I think I'm just probably going to keep playing it at two. Awesome. It's the, the Essential Edition. If you don't have this game at all, get the Essential Edition. Um, it comes with like a cool mat that you can like, like a neoprene mat where you put all the cards on. Ooh. Um, so that's pretty cool. It's don't. It's fun. It's too late. I was. Seriously? Well, I have to now. I have to. I can oh, let you borrow it. It's coming up. That buy I have to do it for the content. Yeah, I can let you borrow it. Are you going to be okay peeling all these, the, the sleeves don't off of the car? Buy it. I'm not saying I'm did. Oops. You said it's too late. Yeah, it is. typing. Um. <laughs> I I was surprised at how much I did like it, and I just like overall the fun was making those cards. Yeah, totally. I'm excited to now see a whole bunch of different cards next time and make a whole bunch of different cards. So it was it was pretty cool. I like this one, so I'm Sweet. gonna keep this one around. The card sure. crafting thing is just really fun. It's I'm inherently surprised fun. Nobody else has done it because it's just seems right? like it's this company, this designer, I know. doing it. And I don't know if it's it's just trying to balance that seems like a nightmare. So not only are you trying to balance like the weight of just individually 200 cards yes you're now trying to balance the weight of individually 200 cards with three different slots in each card right <laughs> yeah like holy shit that sounds That's a lot bananas but right. it works it's fun um 
Yeah, Mystic Veil. Mystic Veil. Awesome. Cool. So when I first got Isle of Cats Explore and Draw in the mail, I made a little de-shrinking video courtesy of our buddy Jim, and Jeff messaged me and said, man, not even Isle of Cats can keep you away from a Blankenred game. (laughs) And that should tell you everything you need to know about my feelings about both Isle of Cats as well as Blankenred games in one short little sentence. Because he's right. Natalie and I did not like Isle of Cats. Mm -mm. I loved the polyomino aspect to it, but the thought the deck system and the basket system thing was a bit overwrought annoyingly convoluted for something i wanted in that type of game i just wanted to lay cat tiles on a board with some constraints and try to get all the rats covered and all the rooms filled and try to get these sets of the same colored cats i didn't want this basket system and different named decks that you got to combine and play and set up and ugh, i just thought that did too much for what i wanted in a polyamino game about cats enter isle of cats explore and draw It's like they heard everything I disliked about the original game, removed it all, and made it purely about the shapes on the boat. And boy, is that something to be excited about if you're me. They they listened to our episode. (laughs) They did. They're like, oh, man, we we got to do something about this. We got to do something. We can't leave Ryan James of the Gamecasters (laughs) disappointed in us. (laughs) If you're you, who knows what the hell you want. But if you're me, you're very happy. And you ought to be. I mean, you're me. Take a look at that wiener. It's not that big, but man, does it have a nice shape to it. Anyway, <laughs> Isle of Cats Explore. <laughs> what shape? Square. Oh, okay. Penis shaped. <laughs> anyway. Uh, in Isle of Cats Explore and Draw, you are filling your boat with cats to save them from an Isle of Cats. Anyone familiar <laughs> with the base game will feel right at home with this version. As it's almost identical in every way. The thing that it, <laughs> the thing is, that it gets rid of that stupid deck system. Now there's just one deck of cat cards and one deck of lesson cards that you use in every game. There's nothing to think about at all. No convoluted setup or deck construction. The basket system is also gone, and it's replaced uh, by this grid of cat and lesson cards that comes out each round. On your turn, you simply simultaneously select a column of three cards and draw them onto your ship using the colored dry erase markers it comes with. Or if it's a lesson card, mark it off on your lesson board over there so you know what to go for to gain extra points. The tile laying works exactly the same. You're still trying to get families of the same colored cats, cover up rat and map spaces, and fill rooms. You have uh, special actions that you can take throughout the game that give you flexibility, and the artwork is all exactly the same. At the end of the seventh round, whoever has the most points is the winner, which is determined by your families of cats in each color, your lesson cards, rare treasures, and deducting rat and cat room or yeah, and room points. It's very, very similar. So things I like. I am very happy that the deck and basket systems are gone from this game. As again, I really felt like especially the deck system was really inhibiting for me playing this game in the future simply because I didn't want to deal with it and just found it annoying. It's completely gone from this version and really streamlines it in a way that I wish would have been done in the base game. The game plays very quickly as turns are simultaneous, which I also love. It plays up to six players out the box, and there are sheets you can print off from the website that will allow you to play with almost an infinite number of players so long as there's one actual copy. The versatility is really, really cool. Things I didn't like. There's a few things I didn't love. The dry erase markers are how you fill in your boat. You draw the polyamino shapes in, and that sounds great at first, but then you actually use them, and a couple of things happen that annoy me. Number one, they're dry erase markers, and your boat is shaped in such a way that when you draw shapes in, you're going to want to like rest your hand down on the sheet, but doing so will instantly wipe away marks you've made previously, uh, and that can be a bit problematic if you're not careful. If you're careful and watching it, it's not a big deal, but if you're not careful, it's a big deal. Um, they're colored markers, which means... To work right, they have to be colored markers as you draw the color of the cat you're drafting. But so if they run out or just don't work, you're kind of a shit out of luck hmm. because there's nothing you can really do about that. I guess you could use a just a black marker and then inside the shape just be like green, yeah. I guess. 
but you also need to differentiate the different shapes. So it's anyway, it's just kind of that that would be kind of a bummer. Um, you can't use a pen or a pencil on your own because these are dry erase markers. Chances are you don't have colored ones. Anyway, also the game does not come with an eraser. If you're going to use dry erase in your games, I I just it it would be awesome to come with some sort of eraser. It's easy enough to get paper towel or something like that, but it's also slightly disappointing because I've played a ton of games that have dry erase markers where they do have an eraser and it's great. Right. Yep. Especially since the dry erase markers with eraser lids, they're just so common. Just, yeah. You can get those. Either eraser lids or like or a little little even the little cloth. What's that little cloth that they yeah. send? Yeah. Just give me something like that. Uh, these are a little nitpicks, but my biggest issue with the game though, for sure, is as their markers. It's just much less satisfying than both placing real actual tiles onto the board as well as colored pencils on paper. The markers are just sloppier, less attractive, and the game loses a bit of charm, in my opinion, because of them. In a game like Second Chance, it's super fun drawing the shapes because you can use colored pencils on a piece of paper, which is much easier to control and make it look nice and satisfying when you're when you're coloring them in, and they aren't prone to smudging or sloppiness like these markers are. I'm also really annoyed by how you have to set up the grid. It's really strange. So the grid of cards is three rows with four cards each. And you're putting out the cards from both the cat deck and the lesson deck. But the way you build the grid is not really super intuitive. (laughs) The rule book tells you to put cat cards in slots. One, three, five, six, eight, nine, ten, eleven. And lesson cards in slots two, four, seven, and twelve. But the slots are just you putting cards out onto the table. So you have to literally remember that. And there's not like a reminder card that's like, here's the grid shape. You have to know that. Like, okay, what was it? Card one comes from this deck. Card two comes from that deck. Card three. And so you kind of like look in the rule book at at first and you get it after a while. Um, It's just not super simple to remember which slot the cards need to go in. And if I don't just play this all the time, I'm going to forget that by the next time I play the game. And so then I'm going to have to just like relearn where the cards go within the grid to memorize it each round. It's just kind of a weird thing. Overall, though, I really had a lot of fun with Isle of Cats Explore and Draw. No game is perfect. And it's worth me pointing out what I feel the negatives are so you can make a decision to see if these things would bother you enough to not purchase it or not. But for me, the negatives are more nitpicky, like I said. I think this game is a solid blank and right. And I'm really excited to play this one again. And I think it will stick around for us. What do you think? Yeah, I think so, too. I think I agree. It's a solid blank and right. Um, I just noticed, too. I think it's kind of funny. I was looking at the box cover. There's not even a single picture of a cat on it. Really? Yeah, it's just like... It's just the boat and the island. It's just like an island and a boat in the water. <laughs> the boat is rescuing the cats from yeah, the island. Well, that's yeah. how the original theme was. I, yeah. I, don't um, I mean, I don't remember like a lot of specifics about the original Isle of Cats. I just no remember way. that I was not <laughs> impressed with it and I didn't really like have a desire to keep playing it. Um, but I did really enjoy this game. Um, I like that it was kind of more simple. I liked the the blank and right aspect of it i know that you said that you didn't like the marker part um i actually didn't mind that at all i kind of liked it i agree that it would probably be better with colored pencils but i also like that it's a more environmentally friendly mm-hmm. using the the uh dry erase markers and then another thing i thought of too was like the only thing that i think if we actually had tiles that would make it cooler is um that your boat would actually be filled with cats. Yeah. But right now you're just drawing shapes. Yeah. And the cats are only on the cards and you're right. just mentally looking at them and then drawing a shape and not like seeing the cat filling up the boat. But that again, that's like not a big deal. I just think that would be like a cooler way to do it. Right. But um but no, I, I liked it a lot. Um it I mean, yeah, it's Isle of Cats, but just in general, as like a blank and right game, I thought it was um a fun way 
to you know i don't know i guess i liked filling up the board had all the different things like you had to fill up rooms or you'd lose points you have to cover up rats or you'd lose points you have to build these families of tiles together which goes along with the real isle of cats but also like the way that you had to pick a certain row that you wanted to use it was not easy that was like a fun tough decision to make because I'm like, I'm like oh i want this card over here but it's in know, the wrong column which row yeah. in total is better even Col- though i well, really column, want right yeah but whatever yeah, column yeah. whatever which one is better and you're like i really want a blue but blue is only in this row which i don't really want those other cards you know mm-hmm. what nothing you said row again it's fine whatever, whatever. Column. doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs> so that's that was fun columns hold up buildings that's why they go up <laughs> yeah right so there you pick, go. <laughs> like deciding on which column was like a fun um tough decision to make and then i also liked that there was um the little um exception rules that you can do you can pick like up special to, rules special yeah. rules up to three times so like sometimes if you really like if it would really benefit you you could pick something you could pick an actual you row. could pick a row and it has or more cards you could in pick yeah. like you know cards from different columns or whatever it was mm-hmm. you could do that like once per game to kind of get around that sometimes to help you out um so i liked that that was thrown in there yeah i agreed um i don't know and and i like that it was quick and and didn't have a lot of components you know it's just like a yeah it's gonna be easy to get this back out to the yeah, table it's gonna be which is what you want play, in a blanket right game basically. you don't want to set it when up we forever. finished playing this i'm like i liked it enough that i want to play it again i would play it again a bunch of times and it seems like it'll be easy to get out and get played you know it's not something we'll put away and be like that right. and that was happen. the opposite to the so normal isle of cats kind of us. the big reasons that i liked it very cool yeah so that's isle of cats uh meow and meow and right <laughs> explore meow. and draw that was called meowing, right? No, no, <laughs> no. But we're is playing off of Rarin, right? You know, remember because they're Rarin? cats. Yeah, meow. Yeah, exactly. Right. All right, Jeff, what you got, man? I got a uh, something and right. <laughs> you do? Yeah. Okay. What is it? It's a flipping right. Explore and right. <laughs> Just explore like and right. <laughs> this one is called the explorers. The oh right. Not explore. What is the first one called? Explore, explore and draw. draw. Yeah. This one's like draw and explore. Draw and explore. Yeah. No, <laughs> this one's just called the explorers or the explorers. I guess it depends. Um, <laughs> uh, so tomato, this is designed by a guy that has been, I think, for the three of us, a uh, either has has been a miss lately. Yes. Yeah. Um, Phil Walker Harding is is a name that if you're kind of in the big hobby, name. you know. He's made a lot of big games. He comes out also with a lot of little light, short right. games, mm-hmm. small games. And a lot of people love his games. Sometimes I feel like there's almost not enough meat on the bone for some of these games. Um, but he has a new game that I was seeing everywhere. This game, The Explorers, was everywhere. Me too. This game looks and sweet, the way it looks. I was excited. I saw it at R.A.W. and Ryan told me to buy it, so I bought it. <laughs> and <laughs> Gotta do it. I'll do whatever Yeah, I, I know. Is it just called Explorers or The Explorers? Uh, I th- just called Explorers. Did you bring it? I'm going to type it in. I did, I did bring it. Oh, you I did? It's just called Explorers. Explorers. It's just it called Explorers. Explorers. So just pretend I never said the word the or the. Okay? <laughs> so this game is called Explorers by Phil Walker Harding. And Ryan told me to buy it and I bought it. So Explorers is a flip and write game um, where you take the role of Explorers. Boom. Charting Easy. unknown land or some bullshit like that, right? Everyone has this kind of this cool frame for really lack of a better word um that that holds the four score that holds your scoring tiles on top so the scoring tiles can be like shuffled up and dealt out in the hill on top and then it also holds your four map tiles where you're going to be charting land uh all players arrange those four tiles that you put in there so 
each player gets eight. You pick four. Everybody arranges their board exactly the same. Now, do you remember the game Scaribia? Yep. Kind of like that, how everyone has to arrange it exactly the okay. same. But it's yeah. got that frame. Yep. Yeah. So it has the frame, oh, so it right. kind of sits in there. So I, I think, first of all, I think that's very cool. That cool is a cool. way to do it. Um, it allows for some variability. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So um, the map is made up of four different land types. There's water, mountain, desert, and Grass green. Green. So on your turn, basically, the first player flips over a landscape tile. And that landscape, or that tile shows two different landscapes. So it would show, maybe it shows water and mountain on it. That player picks one of those landscapes. And everyone else does the same one. And draws three X's on oh. adjacent landscape. And then everybody else can either choose that same one oh. and draw two X's or the other one and draw three. Ooh, the other side? The other, yeah. So if it was oh. mountain and water and it was my turn and I picked water, I would draw three X's on adjacent water spaces. If you chose water, you would be able to draw two. Or if you chose mountain, you'd be able to draw three. Oh, I see. Okay. 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 That makes some sense. Yep. And um, so why are you doing this? But the, the reason is, is there's a whole bunch of icons throughout all of these these tiles. Okay. And they do a bunch of different things that trigger a whole bunch of effects, just like any roll and write, flip and write, combo-tastic sort of game. Right? Mm -hmm. So each round, there's four rounds. You want to collect certain goods. There's an apple, there's a fish, and there's a carrot. You want to collect those. But you also want to collect gems because gems accumulate points over the game. You want to get keys so you can unlock the temples to score points. Ooh. You want to hit these like little horse tiles because that lets you check off something somewhere else. You want to collect these scrolls because the scrolls allow you to ignore what is flipped up. And then you get to mark off four on your board of a specific land oh, type. Shit. So that's cool. <laughs> and all of these things, the gems and the, and the collecting things and the temples, all of this scores you points in just different ways. Okay. If you want to know specifics, just look it up. Um, <laughs> just play the game. So in each of the four rounds, there's seven tiles that get flipped up. One sits out every round. Sad. Um, <laughs> and then at the end, you get points uh, in each round that you're kind of totaling up. And then at the end, you total up all those points. And if you win, you win. And if you lose, you're a loser. But that's okay. <laughs> Fucking loser. Um, so I have to admit that I was maybe because of the last few Phil Walker Harding games, I've been a little disappointed with. Yeah, I like this here. one. Okay. I played it again with my uh, couple students at board game club yesterday and they liked it too okay it's, it's so the, the specific things i liked the the eight different tiles allows for really variability like ryan said in the game to arrange things differently um you'll be starting on different tiles um depending on how they spin around and how they um do that everybody seemed i was kind of nervous that everybody was going to be doing the same thing but as I played it with Devin and I played it with my students, everybody seemed to be doing different things at different paces, which I kind of liked. So the decisions were kind of there. You, you, can, you can do a lot in this game, but it does seem like you can't do everything, mm. which is good. Um, there are moments toward the end and toward the end of rounds where you are making a choice of going, okay, I want three X's, but I really need the water right now to get the fish. So yeah. maybe I'll only take two. Because you always in your head want to go, well, I want more exits, so I'm just going to take three every single time. Right. Mm -hmm. But there are moments where you just can't. You can't take it. And Does it feel bad? Like, damn it, I got to only, like, oh, only take two X's now. Two X's. Which the number of X's on your board doesn't matter, but that creates the path for you to get to the other things. There are these cool, so I mentioned the temples. Each tile has a temple on it, and each tile has a key. So as you collect keys... You then need that to go into the temple, and then that gets you some pretty big points if you're the first one in the temple. And if I'm the first one in the temple in, like, quadrant A, the top left, if I'm the first one there, I get the most points, and then you guys have to cross it off. So then you're oh, battling for a little less points. Oh, so there's this kind of fun element of, like, racing. You're racing to these temples. With that, there's 
also if I notice Ryan's like going at the quadrant A temple, I can just maybe be like, all right, I'm going to go to C. No one's going that way. Mm-hmm. I can go that way. So I kind of like that. That was pretty cool. Um, it comes with the next time I play it, it comes with some advanced rules and I want to play that probably the rest of the times I play it. So each of the four tiles that you're not using have a scoring condition on the back of those tiles Mm. that you'll essentially shuffle up and draw one, two or three of them. And then that will be your own individual way that you're going to score your board also, which is kind of cool. So some of them are like completing rows and columns. You get an extra few points if you don't check off one of the horse icons. So that I want to play. Well, it seems like cause there's like 256 individual squares yeah. to fill in. Wow. You're not going to fill That's, in all. Yeah. Right. You can't. Right. But there are you just like tr- you try to like create these lines and you try to race to these certain these certain areas. It's um, like I said, it's a lot better than I thought. Um, I complain about the markers as well with the they don't have eraser. Uh, and you're right. not doing a ton of erasing, but you are racing at the end of the fucking game. Yeah, end of the game. There's like a shit ton of X's now. So like, oh, that's so now I'm using a baby wipe or a tissue or my yeah. hand. Right, like, I come hate on. that. I yeah. hate um, Devin, Devin also liked it. When we got done, I was like, Devin, do you like it? She's like, yeah, I would play that. Oh. So it's kind of cool. cool if you know if we're looking for like a 20-minute game, I think this is going to be in the... Oh, so it, it plays pretty quick. Yeah, we, we were done in 20. My students and I were done in 25. Wow. And... It's cool. So you rotate who's the obviously you rotate who's the first player who gets the picks. So you always get an opportunity to pick yeah. um, what side you want. And this exceeded my expectations. I don't know if it was because I went in with lower expectations because I've been disappointed. But I'm excited to try the advanced scoring. I'm excited to just kind of play this a handful of more times to get a real idea of how much I like it mm-hmm. or how much variability there is. Yeah. Like so, where does it compare to something like Silver and Gold, another one of his games that's also like a I think flipping right. Hmm. Probably less to that. Silver, maybe. yeah. Yeah, I, it seems simpler. Silver yes. and gold does, I mean. Silver and gold yeah. is simpler. Silver and gold seems sure. simpler. Um, but silver and gold takes twenty minutes to play. Yeah. So this you get maybe get a little more, more game in the same and you also time. get the yeah. advanced modes, which I think if this was just how I've played it, the base of like here's how you score and you just draw on this, I don't think that it would hit the table more than five times. But with the advanced mode, I think that's all how Devin and I are gonna play. Yeah. I also noticed, and I, I keep forgetting the game that you mentioned this a few episodes ago, where we finished and we were very, very close. And I was like, "Is that going to happen? Yeah, every is it going to be like this every? Because play? you get, you yeah. can do a lot every time." And then I played with my students, and I had ninety three, and um, this girl Jenna had ninety three, and Ryan had eighty three, and I was like, "That's hmm. also really close." Yeah, that's pretty close. But I think the scoring tiles will will change that because now not only am I focused on this, but I don't want to cross up any horses, but Natalie does want to cross up. Mm. You know, like I think that will help it become more replayable, more variable. But my two plays, I've enjoyed it. I it looks really cool. I brought it here in case if we didn't have anything set up, I was like, we could play it. Oh, yeah, yeah. that would have been sweet. Yeah. So, yeah, that's yeah, awesome. That okay. is just explorers. Explorers. <laughs> Forget the 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 not the the <laughs> explorers. It is just explorers. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I'd like to talk to you all for a moment about the Gateway Board Gaming Network, which you can find at www.thegatewaynetwork.com and the Gateway Network on Instagram. The sole purpose of the network is to help new or up-and-coming content creators grow by shouting each other out. If you go to the Gateway Network website, you will find other amazing content creators who are trying to grow as well. They are all amazing people who produce fantastic content. It's very exciting, due also in large part to the merch store there. Yes, we've got a merch store, which you can find at 
www.thegatewaynetwork.com forward slash store. There you can find so many amazing items from a large portion of our members. Whatever kind of content you're looking for, The Gateway will have it. If you're a newer board game content creator and you're looking for a way to grow your content, please consider heading over to thegatewaynetwork.com to learn more. If you're looking to support the show, maybe consider flushing your money down the Gamecaster's toilet by way of our Patreon page. There are four different tiers which will get you access to behind-the-scenes content, exclusive content, or content ahead of time. You will also get swag that nobody else has access to and just the opportunity to help out and support a podcast which you sometimes listen to. We have amazing patrons. Thank you so much for your support, guys. If you'd like to donate to help us pay for things like hosting fees and that blank, that just Jeff's had his eye on, please head on over to patreon.com forward slash the Gamecasters to help out. The Gamecasters Twitch account has relaunched and we're live every Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday night streaming board game and video game content and having a blast talking to all of you. If you just simply can't get enough Gamecasters in your day, please consider heading on over to twitch.tv forward slash Gamecasters and give us a follow and maybe a sub. I have the best time streaming for everyone and it's just a super fun place to unwind after a long day and watch someone who is trash at games play games. Come hang out and engage with me in a way you never thought you had to before, but I'm sorry you do twitch.tv forward slash gamecasters possibly the best way to interact with all of us though is via our discord server if you go to the gamecasters instagram page you can check out our link tree in our bio to get access to our server it's a great way to engage with all three of us on a daily basis as well as meet a bunch of like-minded awesome people so check out our discord server it's now time, dear listeners, for you to laugh hysterically at the collective hive mind of our social media followers in this installment of the Instagram Inbox. And now it's time for the Instagram Inbox with the Mad Board Gamer. It's me, the Mad Board Gamer, for another installment of the Instagram Inbox. Ah. I know. <laughs> Inbox. Have you guys ever lied before? No. Uh, Are you kidding me? No way have I never not lied. Have you ever lied to your children? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Isn't that the yeah, best? Of course. All of the, yeah. <laughs> it's great. So you have I, to sometimes. Yeah. I yeah. went out into so the Instagram them. world <laughs> and I asked people their best lie, their funniest lie, their most convincing lie. So tell me who to you their lied children? to. To their children, to anybody. Okay. Right? Okay. And I got some really great answers. Do you guys do you guys have one you want to start with or do you want We'll just come upon it naturally, I think. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Or you can lead me into it because I do have one I want to share that I've kind of shared before, but I want to we go a little further detail on it. Uh oh. Okay. But that's fine. You you could go. So I got a couple answers on <laughs> um on what what's our thing called? The Discord. Yeah, I've heard and that. so I wanted to start with those. So dog powered vehicle on the Discord, you should join it and Ryan is live on Tuesdays and Thursdays and, <laughs> and you know. So <laughs> Dog-powered vehicle started with, man, I love lying to children. <laughs> They're such idiots. Stupid suckers. <laughs> when I was They're in my 20s, he says, and between jobs, my friend let, my friend let, this is, sorry, I'm, 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 I'll, let me restart. My friend let run an after-school snack program. Okay. Pretty awesome <laughs> treats. But once a week, I'd grab a bag of Gardettos, those snacks with the yeah. rye chips and all sorts of yummy yeah. stuff in it. There was one kid that was just mental for them. He asked for them all the time. He loved them. So one day we had them and uh, he, he took his and, uh, you know, he said, you're welcome. And he looked at me kind of funny. And, and so I said, enjoy my snacks. <laughs> and the kids and the kids are dumb. Like he says here, yeah. he goes, did you make these, Mr. Eric? 
<laughs> of course. I'm Eric Gardetto. <laughs> and he looked at me like he had just met a celebrity. And then I laughed at him. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, that's that's great. hilarious. Kids are stupid. Uh, dumb kids. Dumb kids. So uh, May over at um, Ameritrash Games on Instagram said she started this urban legend at her school <laughs> okay. and convinced all of the kids there by proxy. So you tell them one and then you know, yeah. word kind of spreads, right? Yep. That putting tape over your mouth was gross, like scotch tape, yeah. because that's where the cockroaches in the school lay eggs to protect them. <laughs> oh, my God. And no one could take them because they're stuck on the thing. Oh and that the God. saliva on your lips will actually help hatch those eggs. Activate It activates yeah. the And the she said she's a science eggs. teacher, so everyone just bought it. Yeah. Like, and she <laughs> said for like a while, people would... Like she would hear it in the hallways, and she was like, "Hee hee hee!" You know, like <laughs> was there like an issue? She never gave it up. She never like told them no. the truth. Like there was there like a problem with kids putting tape on their. I mouth? I think just because middle school kids are weird. Yeah, yeah. So she's like, like, "How do I get them to stop weird. doing that?" Yeah, so how do you get them to stop? And that's how she got them to stop. <laughs> that's genius. That's okay, here we go. Mad Dash eighty nine. Oh, oh shit! I know her. Hey, and so me and my wife tell our son Jack that pop is really spicy. Yeah, <laughs> spicy. That's oh, so sorry. Like it. It's too yeah, spicy. it's too spicy. Ooh, ah. Devin So, <laughs> Gaming with Jamin, who I sent a couple games to in the Mystery Box giveaway. All right. Oh, cool. Welcome to the inbox. Our landlords don't allow pets. That's the lie he told his kids. Okay. And he oh. said, we don't have landlords. You live in the house? Yeah. <laughs> we don't have landlords. <laughs> sorry, the landlords. Just yeah, sorry, the oh, landlords. shit. Damn it. Oh, I want to slip. Oh. <laughs> he said no. Yep. Dang. This is Mama and Mary Kay. This is Devin's best friend, Lauren. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Hey, Lauren. Told her boss that she had really bad diarrhea and couldn't come to work so she could go to Devin's baby shower. <laughs> the the oh lie God. was not that she didn't have diarrhea. Yeah, so she came to Devin's baby shower, told her boss she can't come to work because she had really bad diarrhea. <laughs> if you're the boss, you can't be like, come to work anyway. You got to be like, oh, shit. You okay. right, like, you're yeah, right, you know, this is going to cause more Because you feel like problem. if someone's using the word diarrhea to you, that's real. Yeah. Right. You, you don't Nobody ever think like they're lying that. to you. That is my, I have that, like, Banked in my brain if I get pulled over. Diarrhea. Like, diarrhea. I have to poop. I have diarrhea. Like, I just have to. Let me go. Like, I have to poop. Can you let me go? I just hope the cop's not like, prove it. <laughs> prove it. Poop your pants. I got a commode in yeah. the back. Yeah. Let's do this. I'll War- escort you to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> Warrior Mama, two boys, says that the ice cream truck is not an ice cream truck, but a veggie truck. <laughs> <laughs> that it just serves veggies. Oh, you guys want the veggie truck? I hear it. Oh, you want no. The, the veggie truck's coming. No, no not that one. I've heard some a similar one where... Um, somebody told their kids that it's just a music truck and they just go around playing music for people just for joy. That's adorable. That's a good one. <laughs> you know, so they wouldn't ask for ice cream. <laughs> Date Night Dice says that they told their kids that they ate all the Oreos because they're always snacking. Which, <laughs> but Emily says it was me. <laughs> so the Oreos are the actually, Oreos? So the Oreos are the gone. The Oreos are gone. <laughs> she said Emily the kids ate them. Emily ate them. You guys ate them all. You guys yeah, are always snacking and you're always eating the stop Oreos. eating the Oreos. Oh, she's got a face... Yeah. She's got crumbs all yeah, over her face. Yeah, like chocolate all over her face. <laughs> Jim Gamer says, I told Shaggy that it wasn't me. <laughs> it wasn't me. Um, what do we got here? We got, oh, the McMeeples. Um, this, this is Sam. Tells his coworkers that I know what I'm doing. <laughs> That's what I do with everybody in my life. Yep. Uh, Swoozle. Swoozle says, I'm actually not capable of lying, which might be the biggest lie I've ever told. So you'll never know. You'll never know. Oh my <laughs> Sheer Boredom says uh, so Ryan. That, that his yeah. car is invisible yeah. to people looking at us. My son was five or six. <laughs> the car he's just driving around is just invisible. Nobody can see that. 
Uh, homemade soda sold her, t- told his kids the biggest lie, Santa Claus. Ooh. Yeah. Or never, we don't we don't do that. No, we no, don't no. Do that there's one. no Santa Claus. There's no Easter Bunny. I have a message like from us. the Gamecasters account Uh-oh. that says, oh, "Remind me to tell you the dildo story." All right, Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. I think this has been. This, I think we've told this before, but Jeff says that maybe it hasn't gone into detail. One day, Natalie was doing a what was a scavenger hunt. Yeah. She was setting it up for the kids, and so when. When we do a scavenger hunt for the kids, Natalie goes and sets the clues up all over the house, and I go upstairs, or the kids go upstairs in our bedroom, because that's the only room in the house where not, she's not going to hide clues. So they go in there and wait mm-hmm. while Natalie makes them. So <laughs> Natalie's making clues. Kids are in the bat in the bedroom, and I'm not in there with them yet. Usually we're all in there together. It's like me and the kids are in there together. And Natalie's hiding everything. Well, so the kids are in there for a little bit by themselves, and I walk in the door after a little bit, and Cameron is laying down. On his stomach on our bed, Lexi is like massaging his back with Natalie's dildo. Hey, oh, she's shaking no, her head. No, it's not a dildo. It is a, it's dildo. a vibrator. Well, is it a penis? No, it goes inside. Yeah, but it doesn't look like a penis. Does it have to look like a flesh human penis to be a dildo, or is it just a dildo is the thing that you get? Why did you add with? the word flesh and human to pe- like? <laughs> like, I mean, like, like shape, like, okay, I guess it doesn't have to look like a human penis, but it, like, it has to at least just be like. Can vibrators be out and inside? That's tools? a that's a good question. I yeah. thought vibrator was just for the outside. Dildo goes in. Vibrators can be an all around because tool. This, this dildo that I'm talking about has a vibrating portion kind of jutting off the whole thing. <laughs> jutting yeah. off to the, the either thing. way. Anyway, it's anyway. a tool jetting off. that vibrates <laughs> that is used for a certain thing, not back for rubbing. massaging your back. So the- oh. <laughs> I walk in. I absolutely understand. horrified and Lexi's like look what I found in Natalie's nightstand and I was like oh you found the massager oh that's great you know what let's put that over here let's all go wash our hands and then it's time to go do this scavenger hunt but before he said that he took a picture yeah I took a picture okay so I took a picture of the thing so that was embarrassing part number one this is more about lying because I lied to the kids and told them it was you know a massager. it was a massager the embarrassing part was a few days later when uh, my Amazon account is linked to my Google Photos, and that shows up on the TV when the TV goes to sleep. My sister's over, and then just all of a sudden on the TV, there's Lexi with a dildo in her hand, and my sister's like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Me, like, our fa- my face turns bright red, and she just starts cracking up, and I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Ryan was like, it's mine. Yeah, yeah. Don't no, like, Natalie doesn't it. use those. Yeah, it's all It's good. my dildo right. vibrator it's outside, inside. Yeah. Yeah. It's my inside flesh dildo vibrator. Well, it's funny because, like, <laughs> we didn't have this. It was, like, years ago, but, like, we, for Christmas, Ryan got one of those massage gun things you those know? are sweet this is yeah. not like, it's basically now. like a vibrating thing for massaging yeah. yourself it like punches you over and over again and, right. yes. Yes. and the yes. kids Great. love that thing they use it yes. constantly and um <laughs> i'm not face. gonna keep going <laughs> no yeah she's about to say some gross thing that scarlet thought it could be used for well they'll use it in like certain areas sometimes and we're like don't do that there and scarlet's like why it feels good I like, know. No, like no 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 okay i got two more okay board gaming madigan or jojitsu jojitsu deep water so joe delaney was uh at, at an age where she was getting concerned about like eating eating meat and being mm-hmm. like you know these making the connection that those were animals yeah ah okay, okay. Like, so what are you going with here okay. joe and jen told delaney their daughter that the chickens that they were eating were bad ones <laughs> <laughs> they've done something yeah, wrong yeah they did something so wrong and they're the bad ones yeah. and apparently now you can eat them and Delaney's cool with that yeah, yeah I guess so, so oh, okay. alright our good friend Kevin 
uh, Mr. Measles? Me, Mr. Measles said one of the better lies he kept going with another teacher at his school. Okay. The two of them taught the same level high, uh, sophomores each year. And one day he got playfully pissed at Kevin. Okay. To his class for something I did. Just got kind it. of a goofy little thing, right? Okay. The kids told Kevin that they were angry. That he was angry with them. Okay. And he writes, he and I never discussed this, but kept up this charade that they were arch enemies for like a decade. <laughs> and that stories would get passed down about the Are two of them. Are we sure the other guy wasn't wasn't actually yes. thinking this yeah, is real? I think okay. so. I think so. Because <laughs> so, they never talked about it, like, maybe he was pissed. Well, they never taught, like they never like told the kids like more about it, right? So they yeah. just kind of kept leading this yeah. th- this thing on. So he said they would glare at each other in the hallways, make subtle snide remarks to each other about in the, about their classes. And he said the killer was one day in the years of the class. He kept pushing me about why they hated each other. So Kevin finally said, "All I will say is that Mr. Gardner's fiance was named Laura, and my wife." is named laura <laughs> which is true but his wife is also named laura yeah right um and the kids ate it up and weren't brave enough to ever go ask mr gardner about it and the kids still think that we hate each other to this day <laughs> and he says him. even though we go for drinks and hang out all the time yeah. it's like, do they talk, like i wonder if they talk about it like these stupid fucking idiots yeah. <laughs> i found this random one on reddit it's That's a short funny. one um uh, same kind of thing. Like, what's the best lie you've convinced somebody? Okay. And this person convinced their younger brother that in order for your fortune to come true in your fortune cookie, you had to eat the paper with the cookie. <laughs> oh my gosh. He, said, he said his brother was just eating paper for oh, years. Oh, God. Because a lot of times. That's so funny. <laughs> like the actual fortune paper? Yeah, you had like, to eat oh, the that's fortune good. paper oh, and the cookie <laughs> to make a guy that's when not I was a kid, funny. When I was a kid, I had, like funny. we would eat Cheez-Its all the time. Cheez-Its are delicious. And I hated the burnt ones because remember, like... They don't. That's not really a thing anymore. But there used to be a pretty consistent burnt ch- cheeses. Well, now the they make cheeses that are just the burnt. I know. Ones. Well, I didn't like the burnt ones, and so I would make. I would give them to my sister and tell her that they were chocolate cheeses, <laughs> and then she Perfect. would always eat them. And and it's so now funny she, that she believed you because she has the evidence on her tongue. I know to know that okay, this doesn't taste like chocolate. <laughs> now, this tastes like burning. She always tells yeah. me like now that she's an adult, she's like. She's like, I love burnt cheeses now because I would eat them all the time because you make me be like, here, <laughs> you ruined these are her. chocolate. Oh, I got one more. Frankie over at Rex Games. I don't know. Oh, this. I thought you were going to be like, Frankie, your I sister. Don't, yeah, Frankie, your sister. <laughs> says she hates you. Uh, <laughs> this is Super Bowl um, Sunday, Frankie. At Rex Games, I don't know. I, I might need to ask him some more specific stuff. So said that a band made a song based on his Xbox gamer tag because he is, he is so awesome. But I think I have to figure out what his gamer tag is. Is it Rex Games? Probably not. Is that a song? I know. Frank, you're going to have to follow up and let me know. Yeah. And if you don't follow up, that means you don't listen to the show. Is and his we'll gamer tag like Frankie says relax or something? <laughs> yeah. Frank, if you don't respond, Frankie that means you're not Instagram. listening and then we have a different kind of Yeah, screw you, argument. Frankie. Yeah. Unless you're listening. We, we think you're cool. You. Yeah, we you're awesome. You. You're the best. Yeah. <laughs> you're the best. Cool. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool. Why don't you step inside? Come on, it's warm in there. You think you found some grass, but nope, it's pubic hair. You wonder why there's so much underwear. You've stepped inside a Natalie's nook. Hello, and today on Natalie's nook. I know it's been a while, it has. Yeah. but we have a nook. Um, well, you do. Yeah. Let me just get into it. I guess we have um, nooks too. So basically, on yeah, the latest fronts. episode, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we ours, ours are backs. <laughs> yeah, Natalie's front. <laughs> Stepped inside of Natalie's front. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say it's warm in here? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> so, on the latest episode of the Gamecasters adjacent, Ryan talked all about how to teach board games and. I hope a lot of you found it useful. I wanted to take that discussion a step further and talk about engagement and fun at the table and when and how that begins and what drives and cultivates it. 
is mm. the teacher the one responsible for this? Should they be acting as a D&D dungeon master to get the ball rolling? Or is it the job of the players after the teach has ended and the actual gameplay has begun? You sit down to play a game at the table and someone teaches it to you and now you know the rules and are ready to go. What are the things, the reasons that you all don't just go through the mechanics of the rule set and play the game with no immersion, no engagement, no fun? Where is this located? Do you have to all be good friends? Do you have to all buy into the theme? What makes a good gaming experience? Hmm. So wow. when I thought about this. So that's the question. Let me let me. Yeah. So what makes, makes, if only I knew these things in advance, what makes I know, <laughs> a good gaming experience? So for me, I'm. My first thoughts yep. are assuming that no one is being forced into playing the games. I basically feel like it's the responsibility of every player to get engaged and contribute to the fun and immersion. The entire reason you're playing a game to begin with is really is for fun or entertainment <laughs> or engagement with your family or friends. So to put it all on someone else to make it fun for you, I don't think is fair. Yeah. I think. Yeah, you know, I agree. It's just kind of like general life too. Like, you know, your Take some fucking you, responsibility for your goddamn your, self. Your time, the time, the amount of fun you have is really up to you. And and if you're in there to play this game, then like play it. Be into it. Get yeah. into it. You know what I, I mean? I will counter that with you also need to be into it. Like you can't be miserable and expect everyone else to have fun. Right. If one person, you're, you're basically saying one person can ruin it for everybody. Yeah, if like if Ryan's yeah. there teaching and he's like having fun with everything, and then he just sits down and plays the game and is like nothing. Right. He can't expect us to then be up, especially with nons. And yeah, like that's that. true. I do think you need but to put on I a mean. little bit I mean, of a, it's, a show. I think it's on the yep. players. It's not on the person who taught the game. It's not on any one person individually. Like everybody should be like, okay, we're gonna have fun playing this game. And I mean, it's easy to say that. I just also want to point out, like everyone has different very different personalities and things going on in their lives and feelings and moods at any given time. So obviously you aren't always going to act in the ideal way every single day of your life. So there are some games such as like, um, you know, so there's just that caveat. There are some games such as the mind that I think of, which are way more fun with certain groups of people than other groups of people. One specific group of people? <laughs> yeah, and so like... I know them. When, you, when I think about that, like what do you think drives the fun in that a game like that and why is it dependent yeah. on the group? Yeah. Um, okay, can I talk yeah, for a sec? For sure. Just quick sec. I think that... I, it's 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 a cop out maybe to say that something like this is group dependent. Certainly, one of the things you said in there was like, is it if you're all good friends? That is a big deal to making immersion, excitement, and enjoyment easier. Mm-hmm. It's not the end all be all, of course, because I've played games with people that we don't really know very well, right. and it's been super fun. Um, as long as it goes back to something kind of Jeff said, it's kind of like the collective mindset of the group, mm-hmm. which I think you feel out as you're starting to play like what are we all kind of looking for in this particular game you know like when we're playing something like decorum for instance the three of us we weren't like having like a ton of fun with the theme necessarily like i'm gonna put this lamp in here and we weren't like all getting involved in that way we were all the collective idea of us I think we're just kind of like, okay, let's figure this puzzle out. We were equally engaged in the same way. And I mean, the three of us are really close. So it's it's easy for us to kind of uh, be on a similar wavelength because I've played games with, we've played games together, the three of us, where we've just been silly and crazy and goofy at the same 
kind of table. And so the game kind of calls for it in one moment. The group kind of calls for it in another moment. But I really think a lot of this is being aware of the collective kind of feeling that's at the table and and if you're aware of that maybe trying to cultivate that on your own you know like 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 you said natalie i don't necessarily think it's the teacher that is responsible for the ongoing um fun of the game after the teach is over certainly though i do think that they can kind of set the tone because they're the ones running the thing to begin with um but if people don't want to have fun they're not gonna have fun yeah and and so i think it's definitely I can think back to when we when I was a part of the game group that Jeff goes to every Monday. We we always had a good time. It was always just goofy and yeah. light. Yep. Even if the game is super heavy, none of us are really taking it that seriously. We're all trying to win extremely hard. We all want to think and win. Yeah. But for the most part, we're just goofing around. And that's the most that's the time where I have the most fun with our group. And I, I think Jeff would agree with me there. But at the same time, you know that not all people you're going to play games with are like that. Right. So you kind of have to just kind of feel it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. also hard if you're the only one at the table who wants to be up and animated and everyone else is like just dug into the game. Yeah. yeah. That can kind of suck too. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't even know if I really said anything there, but those are just some thoughts that spilled out of my brain. <laughs> yeah. I agree with that. I think because my game group on Monday are, we all play games. We all, we all are, are happy a lot of times with just playing anything, right. whether the game itself is good or bad. Like, you know, we played Chimera Station a few weeks ago and everybody kind of had the same kind of like medium feels, I think, of the game. But it was still like... Didn't ruin your fun. mood. Yeah, right. right? You just enjoyed being together to, and like, playing a game. Yeah, so it was like... Experiencing it and we've all, we've all played enough games where we all win, we all lose, mm-hmm. right? That that outcome doesn't always matter yeah except dave dave and i the last like three months like we don't we all we're doing is competing for third dave yeah. and I just can't win a game in the last like we haven't won anything in so long yeah um dave won mystic veil because it was only the two of us playing good on him hey, for that. Yeah, wins a win baby <laughs> um, and but so like we all want to play that game so we're invested in playing the game. We know that we know a lot of rules. We know that everyone's going to know the rules or ask questions. So we're not going to get bogged down in like, I don't know what to do or how to do. We just like, we just play. Mm-hmm. And then in between that, it's like, you know, it's, it's pretending to be mad at each other and being goofy about it or singing a song when you place out your workers or just like the constant uh, inside jokes that we just always have. I like, and not everybody's going to like this. I when I host game night on Mondays once a month, I have, I put the TV on in the background, play New Girl. If we're playing Arnak, I'll put on Indiana Jones, or I'll like do something to just have that background noise in case of it. In gets case of the game gets too heavy and we're just kind of sitting there in silence, we can giggle at the office in the background. You know, mm-hmm. I like doing that. I know other people don't. Right? Yeah, I'm not some sure people that, get distracted. That right? Way. Some people get distracted or don't want something else happening in the background, and mm-hmm. and I just like kind of that extra thing. It just creates a different atmosphere of like, let's laugh because a funny show is on mm-hmm. instead of always focusing about the game. Well, that leads me to another thought too that I don't want to, I won't interrupt you too long, Jeff, but I think a good rule of thumb or a good way for, um, cause you asked how, you know, how to cultivate this or how to like start it. I think it it can take one person. Sometimes if you're, especially if you're playing at a group of, 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 people who don't really know each other it can maybe take one person and a lot of times this could be the rules teacher because again they're the ones who are setting the the tone but it really takes one person to kind of like crack that first joke or talk about the theme in a way that's role play e to kind of get everyone to domino into that line Mm -hmm. of thinking oh that person made a joke so that maybe that's okay for me to make a joke 
yeah. and then everyone's making jokes and now all of a sudden there's the atmosphere that you wanted you know what i mean yeah. and so that's again that does not necessarily have to fall on the rules teacher because a lot of people that explain rules might not be comfortable mm-hmm. doing that it might be you know like i want to teach you how to play the game but i'm a little bit antisocial when it comes to you know starting get, getting the party started you know what i mean so that's why i would be reluctant to say it's definitely on the rules teacher but i do think it, it, it could just take like one person who's a little more outgoing to maybe get the ball rolling with yeah. that. Yeah. And a lot of times with our Monday, our Monday group and even just our like friend group playing, that's all of us. Yeah. Right. So I think exactly. our experiences sometimes are not the norm for many other game groups. So if people are, are playing games with serious, like very serious gamers or, you know, basement dwelling neck bearded fucks. fucks who don't go outside ever <laughs> and, you know, don't know how to like laugh or joke about something. And we can do that. We, we, we always play games. This isn't right. like, oh, this is game night. This is one thing. We need to play a game. We only do it once every whatever. Yeah. You know, we can have the fun around a game table, not mm-hmm. just completely focused on that game table. I, I think it needs to be fun before before the game a lot of times. Like, yeah. the, the fun always comes first for me. And you can create your own experience while playing games. Yeah. Other people can bring your mood down. The game can bring your mood down. I get that. Mm-hmm. But yep. for the most part, you should be creating that fun, yeah. kind of like Natalie said at the beginning. Well, there's Agreed. like so many different group dynamics that are possible. Like you said, if you're playing with a group of good friends, it's there's a very high chance it's going to be fun because you're if you're good friends with them, it's for a reason. You, you have fun together because you know each other, you get each other, you know, you have the same sense of humor, like that kind of stuff. You know, if you're playing with maybe like newer friends or nons or something, things could get a little more. It's a little more unknown when you're mm-hmm. going into it, how it's going to turn out. But one cool thing about playing with like people like Ryan and Jeff is, oh boy. you know, when you guys teach games, you know, you're trying to even just make the teach fun. And that kind of sets a tone where you're like, this isn't so serious. I'm not like, listen to me, you right. know, and don't talk. Sure. You know, I'm trying right. to like joke around, make it light, you know, things like that. And that's yeah, sets scared. a scared. At the end of the day, okay, don't be scared. a fucking game. Yeah, right, exactly. That sets it's a, a tone. <laughs> and it, it just reminds me of like, I think it was my family. We were playing games one time at a holiday or whatever. And one of my cousins was just like, I don't like I want Ryan to be around every time we play games like every every game night needs a Ryan yeah and like that just you know and it's probably because we're like she was like he just makes it so much more fun you know like like, like yeah they're games it, they're, it's fun if you it would be fun if you weren't there but with your hey, your type of personality be fun there, if I wasn't there yeah. <laughs> she might want you there but I don't it'd want you there it'd be fun if you weren't there I know you're it'd be fun if you weren't there but with the type like your personality type there it just kind of like amps it up yeah you know yeah, and and makes everybody feel more comfortable to like be in that silly mood. Yeah, so I, I agree. I think I think it, it can if one person even starts it off and breaks that ice, mm-hmm. not in a group necessarily setting where like Jeff talked about where everybody's that kind of person. But if like if Jeff's on his own at his school teaching games, I'm sure he's that guy. Yeah. You know, let's get it. Let's get excited for the kids, and right. the kids will take it over once they see that's okay yeah. from Jeff. Like, oh, you know, Mr. Madigan's acting this way. I guess we can let our guard down yeah. a little bit. Now we can have fun. What, one example of that is when we play Insider. So when our group plays Insider, there, you know, oh, we're sitting at a big table. If you don't know Insider, there's a secret person. Everybody's got to close their eyes, and one person opens their eyes and sees something. The way that we do that, and the way you've done it at work night too, is is we like make noise, yep. right? Yeah. You pound on the table. Yep. You we'll make sing noise, songs about sucking. We sing dick. songs and we yell curse words and stuff like that. But <laughs> when I introduced uh, that to my students, we didn't say the like 
the, we didn't say like sucking dicks, so like yell <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. But uh, every single student that plays Insider right now at my school flips that card over. Everyone closes their eyes, and all they Start do is drumming on the table. table. Yeah, all they do is pound on the table to like, and that's that's fun because it seems like the the. The more they play, the louder it seems to get. Yeah. yeah. And then everyone like looks yeah. over there. But that's something yep. that like But again, a cue they took from a you. A little thing that we created yeah. and it's like now right. they do yep. it. And, and the whole reason was because you don't if if you're silent, you could hear somebody shuffling their chair. And that gives it away. Yeah, and but even now things it's a like thing. when I'm yeah. like, all right, cause cause they'll they'll call me over and be like, Can you do the the eyes closing, eyes opening thing? Yeah. So I'll be like, All right, insider, open your dirty, filthy lying eyes. Look at it. And then they then do that later. So it's yeah, it's about it's it's kind of about leading and then allowing people to sort yeah. of feel comfortable yep. at right, the table. For sure. I agree. I agree. Good topic, sweetie. Good topic. Thanks. For the game of the episode this week, Jeff has prepared something which Natalie and I have no clue about. If it's board game or bullshit, Natalie and I might just set the table on fire in a rage quitting hysterics. But wouldn't that be good content for you all? So let's find out what we have from the mad board gamer himself. What are we doing today, Jeff? Okay, you guys are fucked. Oh, Listen. it's board gamer bullshit. Okay. It no, is. it's not. Oh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I'm giving you two pieces of paper that you need to keep face down. Okay. I okay. okay. can't look at them. Oh, yet. do I need something to write on? Or no. something to write with? No. Okay. So that's for you. Okay. Keep face down. Oh, my God. That's for you. On this oh, no. piece of paper, uh-huh. these are, there's 10 sentences. Okay. The other person has to guess this sentence. Okay. You're going to be saying the sentence to the person, but I'm going to put one of those mouth guards in your mouth where you can't talk very well. <laughs> yes! Yes! So let me go get those. Oh, yes! Oh, that's great. That's funny. Okay. Oh, this is going to be good. Okay. okay. So I'm going to say it. Natalie has to guess what Natalie I'm saying. saying. Yeah. Okay. So you each have 10 sentences. These things that you're about to read in your mouth have all been cleaned and sanitized. There's so fine. many of them. Just in case. Yeah. And they don't come in like packs of two. Right. You got to give so, them like packs of a thousand. All right. Okay. So here's yours. Okay. How do you even put that in your mouth? We're gonna I'll show you. Try it. Because okay. I've put a couple in my mouth that I did not bring. Um, yeah, I don't. I'll give you two just in case. All right, so they go like, you see the smaller. They go like this. The okay. smaller part goes like. Smaller part's list. facing me, so like. Or maybe the bigger side goes in. And then you like put it in your mouth like this. Bigger side goes in, oh, so. okay. like that. Yeah. I, I did it. Can I do it the other way? So this is essentially the game. Uh-huh. If you've ever played the game, like Speak Out. Yeah. Is what it's kind of yeah. called. It was famous I've on like a YouTube channel yeah. once. I have definitely heard of that game. Yeah. It's very sweet. Okay. So I have written down ten <laughs> sentences that you're going to say to your partner. Oh boy. So So I can look at these. Ryan's going to start and so hold on one second. So the so Ryan's going to read a sentence <laughs> this to you is great. with his mouth garden. And then Natalie, you are going to guess oh what that gosh. sentence is. How does it work? Does she? How many guesses does she get? I just think like... that we just work cooperatively. Okay, and okay. you just keep saying it until she All gets right. it. Okay, this is great. Okay, okay, this is great. Are you, Natalie? Are you ready to guess Ryan's ten sentences? Um, oh, am I going to go all ten? Go back yeah, I think you should go all. I, I'll I don't go know. All we think. think or we, or we can go, go one at a time. It's up to you. Whatever yeah, you, maybe let's go back. Maybe let's go back and forth. You're the game master. Okay. Let's go back and forth. All right, all right Ryan, you're number one. Oh, Here we go. Boy. Okay, you ready, Natalie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is called seek out our games. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Number one. My favorite game is Terra and Gaia Project sucks. <laughs> My favorite game is Terra Mystica and Gaia Project sucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <He's not>. <laughs> <laughs> so oh boy. You're gonna be so much better at this than me. Okay. Alright now, what's your number one? Uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> I think so. Okay, here we go. You should get a you should get like a picture. Okay. Castle <laughs> Hercury <laughs> What? Wait, what? <laughs> Crap in my property. <laughs> 
go. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yep. Cracker. <laughs> Crap! I'm hearing crap in my purple bee. Oh my god! I can't laugh with that thing. Crap in my purple bee. Look at crap in my purple bee. Castles of Burgundy. Castle of Burgundy and the cat a cardinal are getting castles essential. You got it. <laughs> I missed the middle section. I missed the middle. I missed the middle section. One more time. One more time. And you can like guess throughout if you want. Like, like, if you want to guess like, and then down. keep going. It's Castles right? of Burgundy and something are Gamecasters Essentials. Castles of Burgundy. And a classic Colin. What? Are Castles uh, of Burgundy and, and Crash and Cock her. <laughs> what is she saying? Crash and Cock her. Cock. Uh, I have no <laughs> idea what you're saying. All right, Castle of Burgundy and Quacks of Quedlinburg. I, I need to know. Are gay crackers? I said. Are gay. I said. All right. <laughs> you ready for number two? I'm like sweating. You I'm gonna get playing. through ten okay. of these. All right. All right. Oh. <laughs> Natalie's Natalie. dying. We're killing Natalie. Ugh. We're killing Natalie. And this is only one Oh, in. my God. This is so great. <laughs> oh, delicious. Uh, mm. Well, we have to get divorced now. <laughs> I mean, oh, I... Oh, yeah. I feel like my eyes are watering. I'm drooling everywhere. You're, like, down on it. You're like... Yeah. <laughs> well, because I didn't want you to, like, read through my paper. I swear you said something like, craps and purple pee. <laughs> are you ready? Yeah. Yep. Number two. Okay. Okay. I love rooting my needles around. <laughs> I love rooting my needles around the game guard. <laughs> I love rooting my needles around the game guard. <laughs> you have a lot of L's and G's in I love. That's the point. I love moving my meeples around the game board? Yeah! Good job. Oh, the first try. Nice. Well, you read it like three times, so I figured it out. Well, that's true. But it seemed like you had it right away. Mm -mm. All right. I wasn't sure the meat Oh, my God. Number You have all these? Like, yeah. there? Yeah. Okay, ready? All right. I make, uh -huh. I make copies. So now, ho-ho, hot hush and he-ho. What? Denal Santotos, Revo's a meeple. So now... And ho ho. Okay. Hot hush and eat ho. Janelle and Bobo got us bandito. <laughs> yes. Ha 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 ha. Let's call him ho ho. I know. What do you guys look at? I'm like, you said it ends with Okay, here we go. <laughs> I love you. Okay. Number three. I enjoy making jokes about Natalie's wet heart. <laughs> <laughs> you enunciate it so well. I'm trying. I'm trying my best. I <laughs> I enjoy making jokes about Natalie's wet parts. Well, say it again. Wet, yeah. wet part. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, if parts isn't it, it's really the other. I mean, I like making jokes about wet parts, although they're yeah. not mostly jokes. They're more like, please this, this for help. This next one might be my like, favorite. Okay. Natalie's next one. All right. Oh, 
A kuha kuha on a hooha. That's it? A kuha kuha on a hooha. A kriha kriha on the kriha. You got it pretty much. What? Flap, is it flapjack flip out? Flapjack flip out. Oh, I should have put that one on there. A kuha kuha. A kruha truha. On the hooha. On the teacher. A kuha kuha. A kruha kruha. On the hooha. Her. On the teacher, <laughs> a krufa frufa. Natalie doing this is way better than you. Think. I know. <laughs> All right, a, a kufa trufa on the hooper. A kufa kufa trufa. A kufa trufa. Uh huh. On the. <laughs> on the <laughs> on a hooter. A Koopa Troopa on the cooter. On the hooter. <laughs> on the hooter. <laughs> a Koopa Troopa. On the on the on the. <laughs> can't say that. Mother. A Koopa Trooper. I'm like crying. I can't take this. Anymore. I can't Koopa see that Troopa on the hooter. On the hooter. On the hooter. On the hooter. On the pooter. Pooter. The pooter. A Koopa Troopa on the pooter. The pooper. The pooper. A Koopa Troopa on the pooper. Yeah, Koopa Troopa on the pooper. A Koopa Troopa on the pooper. I'm like, don't. The first 60 times you said it, I had absolutely no idea what any of the words were. Here we go. Oh my gosh. Number four? Yeah, number four. Yeah. Okay. I can't believe that he will actually listen to our show. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that people actually listen to our show. You're gonna go so fucking easy. You're so much better than me. <laughs> I can't do it. Hoo-ha, hoo-ha on the ha 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 That's a hard one. I don't know if I would have got that one. That was either. really fun. Let me try to say that one. A kula chula on the on the hoo-ha. On the hoo-ha. That was my favorite. Hoopa troopa on the poopa. I love when Ryan talks a lot. I love you. Hootie. Hootie. Why is it just the way you say it? I love when I love the way Ryan talks about my luscious booty or something like that. I love when Ryan talks about my luscious booty. I love when Ryan talks about my voluptuous booty. I'm trying to like go slow and oh no, this one's good. Okay, here you go. Honey, where is the food knife? <laughs> honey, where is the... Where is... Honey? <laughs> honey, where is the food knife? <laughs> where, honey, where is the poop knife? <laughs> See, peas are hard. It's, the, yeah. it's like poop. Where is the poop? Where is the poop knife? <laughs> okay, number, number oh, five? Gosh. Six? Now you're at number five. I have... Prevented Ryan from becoming a basement dwelling fuck. <laughs> I beca- I've prevented Ryan from becoming a basement dwelling fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a good one. You have. I'd have been a neck freak for a while. All right, all right. 
I always choose to play the Hurtful Wizard. I always choose to play play the Hurtful Wizard. Get it? I always choose to play the Purple Wizard. Yeah. Okay. Ryan's always the wizard. The I purple think. Yes. wizard. Okay. Yeah, I'm always a wizard, and you got to play purple. I was like, it's lizard or wizard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did something else with the lizard. <laughs> Oh man. Uh, this one's great. A silent Saturday part in our room with no windows. A silent but deadly fart in our room with no windows. In A. In A room with no windows. Yeah. <laughs> Can't look at me. It's hard. Why? It's hard to look at her. It's hilarious. I'll show you a video, that's why. Yeah, you'll see. Your eyes are like as open as they've ever been, and so is your mouth. And so it's one part like, ooh, Jeff, go upstairs for a while. And two parts very <laughs> horrifying. Oh, your mouth is open. Okay, okay. Oh my God. Very horrifying. <sighs> one, two, three. You should say it like faster. Okay. Seven. Our worst nightmare is turning into a neck bearded truck. <laughs> that was like clear as day. Yeah, I don't think that My worst nightmare is turning into a neck bearded fuck. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These are the funniest okay. sentences. Now wet, we got a couple good wet ones. Wet brown paper bag. <laughs> That's it. Wet brown paper bag? Uh-huh. Yeah. That was it? <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> good job. Okay. Oh, my God. There's no fucking way you're going to get it. <laughs> Here we go. <clears throat> uh, 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 <laughs> Octavia is a wonderful diet program that the food tastes like Christy Rex. <laughs> Octavia is a wonderful diet program, but the food tastes like... Chris T. Rex. <laughs> like... That's the best part of that. Chris T. Rex. Crispy dicks? Mmm. <laughs> 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 oh, crispy dicks. <laughs> nope. Say it again. Chris T. Crispy? Chris T. Rex. Crispy... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. I'm like, I see you doing it. Yeah. <laughs> now, at least next one might might be my favorite outside of a Koopa Troopa. Oh on the that was funny. Next one's a good one. Okay. What the fuck is this one? Look who called her. That's who very often Somebody wants blueberry muffins for breakfast. <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg yeah. loves blueberry muffins for breakfast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah good one. <laughs> you guys are getting better. Yeah. We're learning. Yeah. We're the minding this. Yeah. I need to reach my rulers. I need to. I need to reach my rulers. Gotta reach them. I gotta what? I gotta reach my rulers. I need. I need to. I need. I need to I I need to retry lunars. Natalie. Retry? I need to reach my lunars. Bleach? Yeah. Hi. Lunars. Bloomers? Yeah! Oh, what the heck? <laughs> All together now. Uh, I need to bleach my bloomers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're getting a little poop stainy. Uh, Gotta get them white. Oh, okay. This is fantastic. My shirt has hoo hearts. <laughs> My shirt has 32 buttons? My shirt has 
But I said it right. Has 30? 30? Two. Two. Thirty-three. Thirty? Thirty? Thirty. Thirty Lou. Thirty-two. My shirt has thirty-two buttons. You're saying the same. We're saying the same thing. My shirt has thirty-two buttons. No. My shirt has. Pretty. 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 My shirt has pretty blue buttons. Yeah. Yeah. Hurty. Hurty. This is your last one. All right. This is it. I can't tell which one I use. They're the same. It doesn't matter. Okay. You haven't. You haven't. They used stayed really clean. Yeah. <laughs> Mine has lost a spin on. <laughs> Your, Those yeah. are yours now. <laughs> I only used one. Okay. Oh no. <laughs> Being a ferret hunter is my dream job. Yeah. Being a. Being a ferret hunter is my dream job. A ferret hunter. A ferret. Ferret? Far, farmer. Ferret farmer? Yes! Is my dream job? Yeah! I didn't know yeah. that about you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Last one. <clears throat> Last one. Tommy's favorite cartoon is Witty the Woodpecker. Is the first word my? Tommy's? Tommy's. Favorite cartoon. Tommy's favorite cartoon is Woody the Woodpecker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is Tommy? Yeah. Oh, cool. Tommy. That was fucking great. That was so funny. Yay. That, Good job. Speak out board games. That was <laughs> these sentences. Oh, my God. My gosh. favorite game is Terra Mystica and Gaia Project sucks. Now, that's sentence one. First of all, I don't feel that way, but. I know. Well, we talked but that about was like, like that was like really tame. It was a callback. And then the second one is I love moving my meeples around the game board. Perfect. And then I enjoy making jokes about Natalie's wet, wet farts. farts. I love the word wet in there. <laughs> And then I can't believe people actually listen to our show. All, all true. <laughs> Honey, where's the poop knife? <laughs> Honey, where is the poop knife? <laughs> I always choose to play the purple wizard. My worst nightmare is turning into a neck-bearded fuck. <laughs> Optavia is a wonderful diet program, but the food tastes like crispy bricks, Natalie. Crispy dick. Get your head out of the gutter. I need a bleach pipe. <laughs> and being a ferret farmer is my dream. <laughs> That's so oh great. That the was... first, that very first sentence, I was like, I... You couldn't get through it. I couldn't stop laughing, but yeah, it, laughing with best. that thing was on was like torture. I was like, <laughs> I don't know. I was like, ah! <laughs> Man, well, who knows how it's going to come across the listeners, but I'm yeah. like crying laughing. My that face was hurts. hilarious. I, see, isn't it so much fun when you crying. get to watch? Yeah, it's <laughs> great. Like, that was, that was, really that was a great good, game. Good Very good idea on that, <laughs> Jeff. Thanks. If you are not a member of our Discord server... You really should consider coming over there and getting involved. We really have formed a nice little community of people who are really becoming close-knit, and it's cool to see. One of our most respected members, Kim Rapp, has had an unfortunate go of it recently as her little Canadian town was evacuated due to flooding. And her family's home is still flooded with water. Tons of sadness and scary times for Kim. But if you know her, you know that she has this way of staying positive and cheerful no matter what. And from the catastrophe has come an idea for a top five. <clears throat> Excuse me. Kim has suggested we give our top five games we'd take with us in an emergency situation. So like your house floods or is on fire or something, what do you grab and why? Now we're going to do something a little differently today with this top five. We're going to each give our entire top five in a row. I'll kick it off. We're going to go me, Jeff, why? Natalie. We're going to with you. Um, I kind of think it's fun. <clears throat> okay. Here we go. For me, these are top five games 
you would take with you in a catastrophe situation like your house is flooded or a fire or something. Now, this could have easily devolved into a list of just our favorite games. Here's the top five games right. I want to pick. I didn't go that route. <clears throat> I'm hoping you guys didn't go that route either. I did not. Awesome. Natalie, have you? You're no. looking a little... Okay, you're fine. Okay, here we go. Number five for me. I'm going to go five to one. Number five for me, Happy Salmon. Because I figured we could make the Happy Salmon arm motion and propel us away from the house to safety. That works, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Number four, <laughs> Lisboa. Because Lisbon has seen has been through a massive earthquake and it can teach us how to properly rebuild. Makes so sense. I grabbed also Lisboa. Makes sense, yeah. There you go. Number three, Forgotten Waters to, you know, help us forget about all the water. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you remember that water? <laughs> nope. Nope, forgot. forgot. I forgot all about it. <laughs> Number two, too many bones loot crate. We're going to fucking need somewhere to stay while our house gets restored. Yeah, you can live there. Yeah. So, <laughs> plus, the game is mostly indestructible, so even if it was a bit wet or burned, it's probably cool. Yeah. And number one for me is Crokinole, because it can be used as a pretty damn sweet raft. Hell yeah. Right? Let's get us float away on our Crokinole board. Float away. Just roll, I would cry, I would roll, cry roll. though, because of that skinness of it. Jeff, what about you? What's your top five? My number five, <clears throat> I combined the two games. Underwater Cities slash Quacks of Quedlinburg because I've spent so much fucking money on those two yeah, games and got up bits and all that kind of yeah. stuff. But that's probably worth more than anything else. It's worth dying for. Go back and get it. Yep, go back. Number four. <laughs> right. Atlantis Rising, because it's a game about floods. That's what you do. You need a thematic <laughs> the, game. The water's rising. Natalie, you were like paying attention. You were like looking at your own thing, so you didn't laugh at one of mine. And I was like, oh, man, I really need you here, babe. Oh, Come on, help I'm me sorry. out. sorry. all right. What are you going to do? Number three. I'm going to take Pillars of the Earth. Because I'm still fucking determined to find that stupid I know you expansion somewhere. Expansion. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm taking Didn't that Steffen with Feld design me. that? I'm taking that with me because the moment that that thing gets destroyed in some sort of catastrophe, I will find the expansion somewhere <laughs> right and then I won't have the base game. Right totally. after. So that's coming with me. My number two is another combo. My city slash Charterstone because I haven't finished those legacy games yet. <laughs> yep. And I'd be doomed if I don't have them. <laughs> My number one is the same as your number one, Crokinole. Hell yeah. Because that because Devin bought me that board and it's got sentimental my, values. Yeah, Michigan State logo yeah. on it and it's awesome. And right. then you can float on row it. Out, row it to safety. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Top five. That's my five. And if you get real, 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 real hard up, if it's only you surviving, it's got a hole in it. It's not very Ooh, deep, buddy. but you can still use it if you want to. In a pinch. In a pinch. It might work. Yep. Ooh. <laughs> if you have like a, a half of a or centimeter a choke. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. What, the square? What if it's a square hole like <laughs> yeah, that earlier? That's right. That's what shape it is. <laughs> yeah. All right, Natalie, what are you going to do? I'm not right. laughing at any so, of this. That's rude. <laughs> <laughs> my number five is Crokinole. What? That was Whoa. our number ones. We all but put Crokinole on our, on our list. Because it's a one of a kind board. That's, that's yeah. why I picked mine. Right. Absolutely. You know, it's not like, oh, I'll just go buy another Cost one. Cost a exactly. lot of money. Yeah. yeah, very good one. Number four is Marvel United because I painted all those minis and I'm really proud of them and I don't want them to get <gasps> I destroyed. I thought you'd Point. say that one. I forgot about Marvel yeah. I have a minis one on here too. I have that's a really good one. Like you guys are yeah, yeah we're going to yeah. paint those. Yeah, that's a good yeah. one. And you get like 5,000 games in one Right, in exactly. One game. A million, you get a yeah. million different plays. <laughs> right. Um, and then I picked Monikers because if in a case of a disaster, we're going to need some laughs. Okay. And yeah, it plays good. a lot of people. Good one. It does. Uh, my number two is... Hadrian's Wall. Awesome. One, because we love it. Two, there's a million pieces of paper, and we can. I feel like we can play the game over and over and over again, and it'll be like endless hours of entertainment. And you can use the paper as blankets. Exactly. Yeah. And if we really need to make a fire. And then on the back yeah. of it, Burn you know, it. if you need yep. to like write you know, <coughs> your feelings, because you're... <laughs> you can journal on it as yeah. well. Yeah. Does it come with pens and pencils? No, but I think we have some in the... Ooh, okay. I think we do have some in the box. Yeah. Phew. And That'd be embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, we can't grab pencils. <laughs> Um, kind of similar, sort of, to Jeff, but my number one is Mind Management, 
mind management. One, because I love the game, but two, because we'll have plenty of time to go through and open all the envelopes and try all the different stuff that is there is to offer that we probably won't. Yeah, you have gotta time take to your legacy games. Gotta, gotta get them. It's just a regular day. That's it. That's mine. Beautiful, beautiful. That was a great top five, a great episode, I think, overall. What do you guys think? I agree. It was a blast. Yeah, my mouth a good hurts time. from laughing at the two of you. <laughs> oh my, my mouth hurts from having a giant plastic yeah. uh, thing shoved in I there. Know. I feel like I scratched my gums a little yeah. bit from laughing. Yeah. Like, ah! The dentist is going to be like, who what's hurt you? you? <laughs> Are you being abused? Oh my <laughs> gosh, what's going on? Yeah, blink your left eye if you yeah. need me to call <laughs> the authorities. That that's funny. That's fantastic. <laughs> So that's going to do it for us tonight, everybody. If you'd like to get a hold of us, you can find us on Instagram at GameCasters or at MadBoardGamer. Both of those accounts service the podcast. We also have a Facebook group. Just search GameCasters and you'll find us there. You can also email us at thegamecasterspodcast at gmail.com. If you like the show, we'd love it if you consider giving us a rating on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen that allows you to rate us. We've also got a Patreon. If you want to support the show, feel free to head on over to patreon.com forward slash thegamecasters. There's also a merch store where you can find all sorts of different game casters mad board gamer gateway gear so head on over to the gatewaynetwork.com forward slash store please follow me and consider subscribing on twitch at twitch.tv forward slash gamecasters so for natalie and jeff the mad board gamer i'm ryan and you have been listening to the gamecasters good night everybody <laughs> <laughs>